We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 66, year three. Today, we're going to talk with my friend and poker star, Ashley Hine. We're going to talk about the, the amazing fucking basketball game that we just watched. And we're going to talk about the match with Phil and Daniel. And we're going to talk about lots of shit. So stay tuned. The Mouthpiece is next. Yo, yo, welcome to the mouthpiece. Wow, wow, what an amazing basketball game. Um, I don't even know where to go after watching that. Uh, 14 point underdog. They said they UCLA had no chance, and uh, it took a half court shot in overtime for the Zags to keep an unbeaten season alive. Wow, what a game. Uh, so we're on a little bit late tonight. Uh, we're supposed to start originally at four. Uh, my good friend, editor Danny, was then golfing till six. Shot a 95. Then we shot a 95, huh? And then I didn't hear from him till about seven. So, um, and then we the game was so good, we just decided to wait a little bit. So, anyways. All right, let's start this off. So that was a heck of a basketball game. And we're going to take some call-ins later. We could talk about it. Uh, we'll see what's going on. So lots of good, th- lots of things. It's been like a couple weeks uh, since I've been, had a podcast, and I apologize for that. Uh, I've been involved with, uh, oh, lots of things. Been playing in uh, private games, um, doing well, uh, playing uh Ooh, just really haven't done much watching the NCAA tournament. Um, just trying to get things uh, in my life straightened out. Uh, right now, uh, things are going pretty good. I'm finally out of pain after three and a half weeks of being in pain. What a nightmare that was. The weather was terrible and I was in pain every day. So it's another reason why we didn't have a podcast. So that's what's really been going on. Um for those of you um, that haven't joined my home game yet and would like to join my home game, uh, we play 1-2 No Limit and PLO every night. Email mouthpoker at yahoo.com, mouthpoker at yahoo.com. Get 250 bucks in chips for a $200 sign up, uh, mouthpoker at yahoo.com. We also run a free rake-free tournament every Sunday at 7 p.m. Sunday at 7 p.m. Uh, and uh, it's 100 bucks. Yours truly has won it two weeks in a row. And um, it's not from good play as I got it in with A6 versus Kings two weeks ago. And um, I hit an ace. And then I got it in with King-10 versus Ace-10 last week um, and somehow made a straight so uh, to win two weeks in a row, uh, which is good because I do give out a $100 bounty for anybody that knocks me out of the tournament. And we get between 15 to 25 people every week. Uh, it's a pretty soft tournament. Uh, so if you guys want to play, email mouthpoker at yahoo.com. 100 bucks rake-free every Sunday at 7 p.m. Uh, let's see what else is going on. So, 
Uh, there's, uh, you know, not really that much to talk about. The World Series um, has been announced as September 30th through November 23rd. Uh, I pretty much knew about these dates a while ago. I wasn't allowed to talk about it, uh, so I haven't really talked about it. Uh, but that's going to be interesting, I know. And uh, and when Ashley comes on, we're going to ask her what her thoughts about it are. As uh, most, uh, most people are pretty happy because uh, I know um, Johnny Chan used to always tell me he quit playing at the World Series because they had moved it from April to um, June, and when his kids were off school for the summer, he wanted to spend time with his kids. And I know a lot of people that came out for the summer every year uh, had to get away from their kids. So um, I think uh, moving it to September, October this year will be good uh, as far as for turnout. Um, but then again, uh, there's the other side of the equation where a lot of family had young kids. We're off for the summer and they got to spend time with them. And uh, now they have to go to work and play while their kids are in school. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk to her about that. Um, and so I'm not really sure what the right answer is on that. Now, I was going to have Helmuth on the show today and uh, and I still might have him on uh, if I do a show tomorrow, which is possible. Uh, but either way, if not, he'll be on next week to discuss uh, the match with Daniel. Now, I'm sure everybody who's watched the, the podcast, uh, everyone who's watched the podcast um, watched the Daniel uh, film match. And uh, you want to know what I think about it. So I knew that it was um, filmed on Tuesday and was put out on Wednesday. Uh, I got a kind of a little taste of what was going to happen, but nobody would tell me the results. So I had to watch it with both of you. And I was live texting with Daniel uh, for most of the match. Uh, and he originally texted me, did you watch, hear about the match? I said, no, I thought it was Wednesday. He goes, oh, oh, oh. we filmed it yesterday. He goes, you ain't, you're going to. You're gonna you're gonna love this, Mike. So, you know, watching it and live texting with Daniel, um, I really, uh, you know, I I agree. Like the first two hours and forty five minutes, Daniel really shellacked Phil, and he, you know, a lot of people have texted me saying how condescending Daniel was and how rude he was and how he just wanted to obliterate Phil. I got the now, now he did want to obliterate Phil. And uh, for mo for two hours and 45 minutes, he did. Now, talking with Phil about the match afterwards, um, and again, not making any excuses, uh, Phil told me, um, you know, uh, he was up and had a bunch of meetings with a bunch of CEOs, and he didn't sleep well the night before, and that's why he didn't play well the first hour and a half, and uh, he'll be ready for the next match. Uh, after watching what Daniel did, um, he was very impressed with his play. He told me that he thought Daniel played amazing and that he thinks Daniel's a favorite to beat him, which coming from Phil is a lot. Uh, but, you know, Daniel's played a lot of head up. Phil's played none in the last, like, year, except for against Antonio. So, uh, of course, Daniel's going to be um, a favorite. Now, uh, I mean, 
for all you people that count out Phil, I mean, yeah, Daniel should have finished him off. You know, he had him down to 3,800, I think, and Phil got it back to 9K and got the the double when Daniel had the 10-5 of clubs. And the truth of the matter is, it's like, you know, Daniel just didn't want to double him at any point. And it's unfortunate that in that hand, he, he's supposed to be 50-50. And as it turns out, Phil was like 3-1 to one favorite. Uh, that 10-5 of clubs, queen-6 of clubs, in case you guys missed it. Uh, and so after that, um, all of a sudden, Phil had 20,000 and Daniel had 80. And you could see the body language change. Like, Phil was defeated for two hours and 45 minutes. He looked up, he had 22,000, and he's like... He had all the confidence in the world. And again, that's not to take away from Daniel. I don't think Daniel wilted at all. He really stayed mentally strong, even when Phil went on the big rush. Uh, but, you know, the truth of the matter is, is, uh, you know, we talked about this hand, me and Daniel and me and Phil. And, uh, you know, it comes down to once Phil stayed alive and the blinds got up there, I mean, Phil wins the ten lose wins the queen six clubs hand ten five of clubs to double up. I mean then there there was three key key hands of the match the um, ace six Daniel ten eight Phil and Daniel limped the button there so Phil never put him on an ace and he makes the two pair on the river. Then there was the king deuce of clubs king and two clubs on the board for Daniel and he bet big on the turn and Phil called and the nine came on the river. And to make Phil a straight, and it went check, check. Uh, that was an, another very massive pot uh, uh, in the realm of things. And then there was the uh, uh, the hand, the, the, uh, what I consider well, the biggest hand of the match was Daniel with the king nine again, uh, Phil with the nine six of hearts, flops a flush draw, turns a six, and rivers the flush. Uh, I mean... Uh, Daniel could have possibly check called River. Um, he bet folded, which was fine. Um, and then we and Daniel talked about the few mistakes he made. Uh, and the one he really wants back is the ace king call against Phil on the river when Phil had the pocket eights. Because even I told him I didn't like it. He didn't like it either. Uh, so, you know, those are like the key hands of the match. And all of a sudden it was. 65 35 fill with the blinds at eight and six, six and 12 and eight and 1600. Um, all of a sudden, Phil wins a couple small little ones, and Daniel's down uh, pretty much nothing. And uh, very entertaining match, uh, but you gotta give Phil credit. Um, he got down to like 3800, he never really gave up, and and he got that double with the. Queen six of clubs. I mean, you could see the confidence coming at him, and because uh, I'm good at no limit hold'em. What's up, Mike L? Shout out, brother! Thanks for being a fan. Uh, so, uh, listen, I'm not a Raider fan. I'm just my friend, my my ex girlfriend bought me this shirt, and uh, and I uh, I didn't feel like uh, putting on something else. So, no, uh, I'm actually a Patriot fan. No, I ain't taking it off. What are you fucking kidding me, man? I fucking see these big man boobies right here. You want to see man boobies? We might get kicked off of YouTube. Yeah, maybe get off kicked off. Hey, we might get kicked off YouTube tonight with Ashley uh, Hines coming on because uh, we talk too much truth about what's going on po politically. They might like censor my YouTube because that's what they do. 
But, um, you know, she's, she's, uh, we're going to have her on in a few minutes here. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I love uh, hearing perspective of somebody that has a clue. I know people don't like a lot of things she says, and uh, but I kind of agree with them. So it'll be a lot of fun to listen to. So, um, you know, so that's what with the Daniel match. Uh, I got a lot of inside info on that thing. And um, listen, uh, you think it's going to be easy for Phil to win three in a row from Daniel? Uh, I mean, if Daniel plays as good as he did the last match, I doubt it. But... You know, um, Daniel's trying to lay a dollar fifty on the next match, and uh, I think that's about the right line. I actually think Daniel's about a one thirty-five favorite. Um, again, you can't just lay more than that; it's a sit and go. And if Daniel finds a way, I mean, if Phil's just as alive by level five, which is what is it, thirty-minute levels? So you're talking about two and a half hours in. All of a sudden, Phil wins two big pots in a row. He's got the chip lead. So uh, is Daniel fundamentally better than Phil? Yes. Okay. And Phil will admit that. He says fundamentally Daniel's way better than I am. And I mean, and I was shocked to hear that come out of Phil's mouth. But he's just, you know, he's a realist, you know. But Daniel, but Phil does a lot of little things that people don't see. Um, I mean, he fucking check raised Daniel with nine seven on an ace king board. Daniel had two queens, and I mean, like you don't think that Phil sees something? He sees Daniel didn't like the board when the ace hit. I mean, you got to give the man credit, no matter what you think of how fundamentally flawed he is. And yes, I do believe he's fundamentally flawed, only because he doesn't want to suck it up and 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 learn. Uh, but that doesn't take away from what he's capable of doing. And uh, 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 so for that, you know, it's really important that uh, people, uh, you know, take away from that. Uh, so that uh, was a great match. We're, we're going to have Phil on the show to discuss it here within the next week. Uh, so that should be interesting to listen to. Um, it's one thing to to win the match like Phil did. I mean, if you had scripted what the ultimate punishment for Daniel's disrespect of Phil would have been, it would have been coming back from a 97K to 3K deficit and winning. So not only does Daniel not finish him off, he gets the ultimate embarrassment of blowing a 19 to 1 chip lead in a match that he desperately wanted to embarrass Phil. And I mean, he, you, it, if you watched it, you saw it. He put the Kleenex out. When he got down to 3,800, he said, here's the towel. Throw in the towel. You're done, Phil. And somehow uh, uh, we, uh, you know. Anyway. I've lost once. So, you know, somehow, um, uh, you know. It happened, whatever. So, anyways, that was a great match. That was a great basketball game. We're going to take calls in a little bit. Uh, so, for now, we are going to put Ashley Hines into the uh, podcast. And uh, hello, Gizmo. And we're going to go from there. Is she in the, in the queue? All right. Hi. Ashley, welcome to Hi. the mouthpiece. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Mike? I'm doing really good. So... So let, let me uh, kind of let everybody in on who you are so people don't know. People don't know. So okay. I 
you know, don't know much about you, but we've become friends and stuff. So I wanted to have you on because you uh, you think a lot like I do, which that's scary. Uh, but <laughs> but we are, you know, somewhat aligned. And and I started following you because my friend Matt Glance, as you know, was uh, was talking <laughs> all kinds of shit to you about the election. He's like, look at this girl. She's betting all this oh, yeah. money. And the, after the election's over, people are so brainwashed, blah, 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 blah. And so, uh, and listen, I was on your side of this. I, w- I would have been betting with you, but I just believe they were never going to let Trump win. So I stayed away from it. And uh when you look back at this, do you do you feel bad about all these bets you made after the election? Not at all. Yeah. I really don't. Um, I've been asked that question a million times. Yeah. I pretty much know that Trump won the election. Now uh, people right. might call me crazy because obviously he's not currently the president. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I've seen the proof. I've done the to. research. I'm yeah. not aloof. I'm not crazy. I no. know that. There is no way someone who doesn't campaign and lived in his basement the entire time got 80 million votes. It's yeah, just, it it's didn't impossible. happen. No, There's no way you beat Obama. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. I paid all my bets. Yeah. There is nobody who can say they didn't get paid. I actually posted like 90% of them. And I did have a couple of bets before the election mm-hmm. actually took place. So it wasn't all after. There was a couple that were before. And- and, the, and here's the truth. OK, so I ended up I had five thousand bet on Trump. And now I bet that in March. OK. Mm-hmm. And by the time the election was rolling around, I did beat Helmuth out of two thousand. I said or uh, I'm sorry, I beat. Um, uh, who did I beat? Uh, oh, I know who he, I beat. Uh, Eric Rowig out of two thousand. I said that Trump would win Florida. And so that I laid off 2000 and then I had a, bet another thousand with my editor's friend who laid two to one, by the way, you still owe me that thousand. Uh, so that was, uh, so that got me down to 2000 loser. And then I beat Phil out of 5,000. He, he was like, Oh, Trump's going to concede in two weeks. I go, Trump ain't never conceding. The guy's fucking, will never he's a narcissist. I mean, even if he knew he lost, he'd never concede. So I beat Phil out of 5,000 thousand there I, so i end up winning three thousand on the election you uh, are fake news by having the wrong side you know so uh but i you know that's the, the truth of the matter is and uh you know we'll get back to the election in a minute but uh uh going into the poker world uh you know i i know you've had a, a somewhat success and you play a lot of poker uh tell everybody on the viewers that are listening like like what you normally play and, and what you you know what your life kind of consists of well, um, my life consisted of the fact that I started playing poker when I was 19, 20. Um, I was coming back from college and I literally took like $200 up to Windstar, uh, which is basically like my home casino. Casino, It's like an hour away because okay. uh, I live in Texas. That's in Oklahoma, and, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's right at the border. It's yeah. actually in a town called Thackerville, yeah, really right nice. over the Red River. Yeah, so, I've been there. It's a really nice, nice place. Yeah, it's it's amazing. The cash game's great. Maria Hose, you know, they're big sponsor, and she's wonderful. So I would just go there, and that was the first time that I ever played, and I completely lost my butt off. I mean, 
let's just face it, I had no clue what I was doing. I grew up watching my dad play quarter dime nickel games with his cop buddies uh, on Friday nights. So I kind of fell in love with the aspect of seeing poker, watching poker. And then when I got to college, I took a ton of psychology, which I love. Mm -hmm. I love psychology. I love trying to figure things out, figure people out, do research on my own and develop my own strats and theories. So we moved forward and I played at Winstar. I started out playing one, two, quickly moved up to one, three, played two, five mostly, which if you've ever played at Winstar, a two, five plays like a five, 10 game, the five, 10, you know, plays 10, 25. Mm -hmm. So it's good. Everybody's straddling. It's a lot of fun. And I did very good there. I played nothing but cash for probably, I'd say eight years. And then I started dabbling into my first tournament. And I played my first one. I got out within like the first two hours. I couldn't believe it. I played super tight, never played anything else. And didn't really understand the aspects of the game. So I started studying tournaments and started getting a lot better, putting my foot in the door more to play everything. But I'm also less than like 5% of the poker community to where poker is not my sole income. I play it recreationally. However, people consider me a pro because I play a lot of events. I play a lot of cash game. I played televised cash game. I played televised poker and it's recreationally something on the side for me, but I make money at it, but it is not my sole income. That's good. And what do you do besides play poker? Um, I actually own a home building company. So okay. I've been a home builder since I was 18. I created my own company with my So dad. if I move to Texas well. and buy a house, you'll build one for me? I could. Yes. yes. That's basically yes. what I am. So I run as like the general contractor, the builder, everything. And then I hire all the subs to do all the work. That's great. Because I know we're going to talk about that. So you live in Texas. The poker boom right now is in Texas. Uh, and yes, so I know that, the, I, I I mean, I'm in the midst. I just signed a contract to to do five events in uh, mm-hmm. through the Texas card rooms uh, where, where I'm playing in a tournament and they're paying me like 5000 to each event. Uh, so we're going to be going awesome. through Texas. Uh, I just waiting to get my vaccine to get it done. So, um, yeah. And, and, uh, the reason why, and we'll get, we'll talk about that in a few minutes also. Uh, but, uh, so I know Texas is really booming right now. Uh, what can you tell uh, the viewers out there about what's going on in Texas? So I live in the DFW area. So I go play at a couple of places in Dallas. Um, the most prevalent one that I go play at is TCH Texas okay. card house. Um, like I said, it's located in Dallas. It's about 35 minutes from me because I'm technically in Fort Worth. Gotcha. Two different cities. So everybody always says DFW or the Metroplex. Two totally different. It takes me about 30, 40 minutes to get there. But that's where I've been playing. And I started, they opened back in October and I started playing there in November. So I went, played cash games, played their first tournament. Um, They had a huge 100k guarantee it 3x the guarantee and i actually took 11th in the event out of 1111 people so so tell everyone what it costs to get in these poker rooms and how they're being run in texas to give everybody most of them 
are based on, so you have daily fees that you have to pay or you can pay a monthly membership. So at Texas Card House, I believe the price per day is $10. I never pay that. I always pay monthly, which is 30. Oh. And then if you are playing cash game, you are paying an hourly rate, which I believe theirs was, it's like $11. They run specials. If you buy like five hours. And they just, five. do you have a card or something that they just put, take the yeah. money off? Explain so you that. get a card. Yes. Whenever you get there, they're going to check your driver's license. They, they verify all of that. I know. Amazing, right? You need an ID to get in somewhere yeah. uh, and do things. But <laughs> yes, so you, you get the driver's license. They scan your face. They put all of it to you. They give you a membership. And then whenever you come in, they always check you in. Yeah. As of right now, they're currently checking your temperature and you do have to still wear a mask, even though our state is open. There's yeah. a couple of rooms that don't allow it and don't require it, but that's good. Uh, TCH currently does. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Uh, that's good. You know, uh, so I'm my my lease is up here in August. Um, I'm debating. You moving uh, out here? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of po- the poker is that's where the. The next poker boom is going to be in Texas. And it's already like I have a lot of friends that are playing down there and they're making I mean, they're making 10,000 a month blindfolded playing one, two and two, five games. Um, I played the one, three games at 52 Social when I went down for Justin Hammer's event. And I was it it was insane. The game was playing like a five, ten game on a yeah. one three table. That's you had my people f- with like two thousand. It was nuts. That's where my friends play at the fifty two Schultzel plays. Yeah, it's and, great. Uh, and I think uh, Sammy Farha plays there too, right? But I'm not mis- is that he the does. One? Yes, that's what he I wasn't there when I was there. But yes, I have heard multiple people say that Sammy's there. Yeah. So uh, you know, I've I've heard so much about this. Uh, I know tournaments are leaning that way. Um, it's a ta- state income tax free state like Las Vegas, yes. Nevada is. So uh, if I, I mean, I'm debating on moving down there. I, if I do, I, I probably move probably closer to the coast because uh, I don't know. Let's figure I might just might do that. But, uh, you know, uh, I'm also looking to buy a house. But since you build houses, now I know where I can get one. <laughs> Uh, not not down near the coast. Only if you're all right. Well, whatever. I mean, who knows? Where, I mean, you know me. I know you know. I I just I recommend go to Corpus rather than Galveston. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's I was looking. Cleaner more. beaches. Yeah, I was looking more like Corpus, if anything. But uh, you know, uh, I mean, if I keep making money, uh, I'll, I'll have money to go down there. If Phil keeps kicking me out of the game for winning too much, then I won't. <laughs> I mean, I mean, again, I don't want to knock Phil, but. We play a 10, 20, 40 game that plays like 50 and 100 most of the days. And by late at night, in the last four hours every night, it plays almost 100, 200. And he says, I'm not allowed to win more than 10K in a week. I mean, oh, what? I go, Phil, Are you crazy, Phil, Phil, you can I, do that in one night. You got people, you, you got everybody losing 20 or 30 a night. And you're worried <laughs> about me beating the game for 10K a week. So... On Monday, I won eight thousand, and I didn't play the rest of the week because I don't want to get kicked out. He's like, oh you know, so, so you know. And the bottom line is this: I mean, he doesn't want to admit it, but if me or this other guy Ryan Feldman win more than he does in the game, he's jealous. He's like, I only average ten k a week. I can't have you averaging twenty, Mike. 
Yeah, well, that he just told the truth. The truth of the matter is, you can't win more than me. You can't. <laughs> that's the bottom better. line. You can't win more than Phil. And listen, I res- <laughs> I respect Phil as a poker player. I don't think he's very good at online poker, and he has a lot of leaks. And you can't tell him this because in his mind. It's the same, but you know as well as I know, it's completely different. You know, even I'm a hundred times better live than I am playing online, but I also also work harder at the online and I play completely different because I know what the game is and Phil doesn't really work hard in improving his online game. So, you know, he's just not going to win more than a few of us in the game. And unfortunately, I I just got to listen because... You know, I, I, I like making money, and so I got to do whatever Phil tells me. So, But if you just, like, suck it up and just let me play, I'd be buying a house from you. <laughs> making a killing. I'd be, I'd be buying a house from you. By June 1st, I'd be buying a million-dollar home. But, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I, I, have, I don't want to knock Phil because he's done a lot for me uh, when I had my injury. Uh, no one's been there more than he has for me, but... He is delusional when you're playing 50 and 100 and you can't win more than 10 a week because he doesn't win more than 10 a week. It's, it's kind of brutal, but uh, I love him and I don't want to knock him for it. But that, that's what I have to deal with every day. So, uh, you know, uh, so going into let's let's kind of change the subject to my favorite subject a little bit, which is politics. And I know you're politics. you're very po- you're very passionate about what's going on in this country. Now, people in the poker world will say you're fucking crazy. Um, And me, I just watch your tweets and say, well, that's what I think. So um, (laughs) for me, it's it's easy for me to speak to you about it because I don't think you're crazy. Now, (laughs) I don't know. Let me ask you, are you a Q follower? No. No, that's funny, and that's I asked that like because the a lot of things that I get dubbed. Yes, I get dubbed this QAnon person, and I'm like, I've never read a Q or followed any of that stuff. Me I'm neither. Like, I use my own brain. Correct. Now, I didn't even know what Q was, and I follow <laughs> everyone on the right, from Paul right? Watson to Cernovich to to all the far right people. I never even heard of Q. Now, the only reason why I learned on about Q, this is how I know they're fucking crazy, is is on the debate stage, fucking brain dead Biden brings up the QAnon conspiracy. I'm like, what is this guy taught? What's a QAnon conspiracy? Right. So I start looking into it. Right. And except for like the baby eating part, like everything else, I kind of believe, you know, but uh, but I, I didn't know anything about Q. When I started reading, in other words, I mean, you know, as well as I knew that, I mean, the left, all that, uh, white supremacists, white supremacists, QAnon people. When fucking Gavin Newsom is getting recalled in California, it's white supremacists, QAnon people. Um, every That's their new word. That's the, the left has a magic word. They look for something that sticks. And now they found something that sticks. It's white supremacists, QAnon people. Like when right. you hear that, what do you think to yourself? I think that they're dubbing us kind of like we do to them or that I see some people. Mm -hmm. So immediately, if you are a conservative, if you're a 
Trumper, as Mm -hmm. they like to call us, even though it's not just Trump that I'm supporting. Mm -hmm. I'm supporting his policies and the things that he's done because I don't vote for people based on whether I like you or not. I vote on what I think you're going to be able to do, what you've proven to do, proven that you have promised Mm -hmm. to do something and actually done it. So those are things that I vote on. And it just so happens that my views totally usually align with conservative 100%. And that just so happens to be that. But mm-hmm. I by far think Trump was our best president. I think he's the one who got the most done. He helped me, my family, my business. So why wouldn't I vote for him? Yeah. You know, those are what no, I, I agree. Based on. Yeah. So, but we get called white supremacists being in that notation is what people basically classify us into a category, but I'll be honest, a majority of people classify left as the radicals and not all of them are. Some of them are, you know, a little bit more left leaning, but that's what people immediately classify them as. Oh, you support Antifa, you support BLM, you support nothing but radical, um, radicalism and Mm. going wild and crazy and defunding the police. And that's not every single person who's on the left, but it is a strong majority. So we skew people and their views towards that. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is so many people would be like, like, and I have friends too. And they're like, oh, the police are racist and the police are that and the police are killing black people. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, it's just not true. Go look at the fucking numbers. And like, like my ex-girlfriend, we're talking. uh, She told me, she said, you don't even know what's coming in 2020, Mike. She says they are going to stop at nothing to get Trump out of office. And oh, yeah. that's why, and I don't know if you believe this or not, but I have no problem saying it on air. If they don't like it, fuck them. I don't give a fuck. I believe the virus was released on purpose by China to get Trump out of office. And people are like, are you crazy? They're not going to kill 2 million people to get Trump. I go, dude, look at your history. Look at Stalin. Look at Hitler. Look at Mussolini. They killed tens of millions of people for power. You don't think they're going to get economic control of the world and take Trump out for a couple million people? You're fucking crazy. Now, that's my belief. I believe that it was released on purpose on the world. Um, And I also believe that's why uh, they had the vaccine. That's why they were able to get the vaccine so fast. As soon as think about it, as soon as the election was over, they announced the vaccine. If they announced the vaccine a week before and they knew they had the vaccine, Trump would still be president. That's corruption and that's evil. And that's why I stuck with Trump. That's the bottom line. I mean, I feel the same way that you do. I Mm. believe 100% that it was a bioweapon. However, most people who fall, I mean, anybody who follows me or knows me Mm. knows I am 100% a Christian. So my views are all very much in line with biblical prophecy. And it's just true. We're currently in the 70th week of Daniel. This is the Daniel timeline. It talks about it. The Abraham Accords were signed. Yeah. You know, I, I study this stuff. My father, my brother actually, does too. So he's with you on this, on everything yeah. you're saying. Yeah, it's 100%. And people who sit here and say that they're, they were a Christian. Now they're atheist, mm. not to be named. Cause we don't want to give anybody. Matt credit I can to. name that. <laughs> not just Matt. Yeah. No, there's a lot of them. And you know what? I feel sorry for people that don't believe in God. I really do. You know, I'm Jewish, uh, so I, I have a little bit different belief in you than you do. But my brother is is very on a line. Y'all were the view. first. 
Jews are the first. They're yes. the holy people. That's right. wonderful. And and I'm very I'm a good Jew. You know, my brother he's he's very religious. Um, he's very uh, he's a Jew for Jesus, uh, which says I re- I respect. <laughs> for Jesus. Yeah, I respect. I love that. Yeah, I respect. You know, uh, my brother's a little bit crazy. He's always telling me repent, 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 or my soul's <laughs> gonna burn in the lake of fire. Um, so he's right. a little bit radical, a little bit too much for me. Uh, but I, you know, I listen to him and I listen, I, I respect anybody that has belief in God. And I feel sorry for people who don't. Uh, I mean, whether you do, I mean, it's just, how many times, even the ones that don't believe in God, when things are going bad for them, how many times have they, I wonder if they said to themselves, oh, please, God, help me out. Right. Or help me through that. Yeah. Right. They won't admit it. They'll say they're atheists, no. but I don't give a fuck. There's not one person that hasn't gone through things in life that have not, not said that. OK, so everybody prays when they need something. That was right. something that I learned you know, a long time ago is are you only that was one thing I challenged myself on, too. Yeah. Are you only praying when you need something or you mm-hmm. want something or are you ever just thanking him for everything you have and everything that you do. And when I started doing that, my, my life turned upside down. Things were challenged. Things were put into place. And I just didn't have any cares of the world anymore. There was no worrying. There was no nothing. I, it was all just perfect, smooth sailing. So, and plus I tell everybody, it's like, if you don't believe in something, what's harming you? If you do believe you end up going to heaven, mm-hmm. if you don't, then you go to hell for the rest of your life. What yeah. seems more relevant yeah. to have the faith or to not? Yeah. And, and, and the you're truth, weighing your risks you there. Know, and, and the truth of the matter player. is, is when I. Risk and reward. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And when I was dealing with all this ridiculous pain and I dealt with from this injury, um, things got bad for me and they got bad for me because. I used to, I didn't, I lost my belief in God. I used to say, God, there is no God. God wouldn't do this to me. And when I stopped blaming and blaming God and blaming everybody for my injury and just started having belief in God again and stopped blaming everybody and using victim mentality, that's when things turned for me. And that's when I got back on my feet. So, uh, you know, I'm a big preacher of what you say. Uh, and, and, and it doesn't even have to be what you believe. It's, it's important to have belief in some kind of God and to not, you know, use God's name in vain or blame God when things are going bad for you. Um, and, unfor- you know, it's, I couldn't I couldn't figure out why my life is, was going down the tubes. And and the, because of this injury and I, I was broke for like three years and, I you know, it's hard to work when you're in pain. And then, you know, once I stopped blaming God and blaming everybody, I started making money again. And, you know, I'm just about out of debt now and, and I'm doing well. And uh, and I've become a much better person. Uh I'll tell people all the time, I am a hundred times the person today than I was three years ago. And, uh, it's, and that's good. You know, I mean, I have, I have respect for money now, which I never did. And I'm still able to pull the trigger, which is that kind of worried me a lot that if I got respect for money, I wouldn't be able to go in there and rip in 20,000 with nothing. And I'm still able to, so, you know, so that, that, that was the thing that scared me the most, uh, once I started, uh, you know, with that, you know, it's like got respect for money, but uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I respect you. I, I respect your belief in God. I respect the things you say. Uh, a lot of people might not like it, uh, but most Go of them are, are very uneducated. Well, for sure. 
a majority don't, but it's okay. Because most of poker players are under 25, and they've been radicalized by their left-wing professors in, or, or their teachers in high school, and they don't know any better. Uh, I have a guy, um, his name is Charlie, play, he's 18 years old, he plays in, uh, shout out to my boy Hotch, uh, he plays in my, my home game, right, he's, uh, he's a high school senior, and uh, he told, and he's a conservative, and he says, Mike, these everybody in my high school are brainwashed. He said he literally had one of his, uh, I think it was English teachers, make they made him write uh, um, uh, some kind of uh, uh, mem, some kind of uh, whatever they write literature on, essay. on yeah, essay on on black <laughs> on, on white on on white privilege. He's like that's all they talk about is white privilege. How un, uh, how the blacks people and the, the everybody's that you got. Listen, I don't give a fuck. I ain't never apologizing because I was born white. Okay, thank God that I'm lucky, and, may, and yes, I've been given a better hand in life. But it's got nothing to do with the color of skin. It's because our fucking political leaders purposely leave the blacks and Latinos uh, with terrible education, and that's why they they commit all the crimes because they're they're they they. They want equality, but they want to be. You can't have welfare and equality. You got to give up the welfare. You get you get education, and you and you get equality. You can't have both, and they want both. So, you know, it's a really tough situation. It's hard to separate everybody and to segregate everyone, and to cause chaos and confusion. So they're immediately going to use something to drive a nail through the middle to create a political diff. Correct. I mean, that's just. That's what's always happened now, in now, any room. Yeah, and now take away, let's just take away the fucking China virus. Let's just go with how they pushed the narrative with the George Floyd incident, right? And then the real video comes out three and a half months later, you know. And now the tr- Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, and now the trial too, which is, whew. I mean, how can this guy get a fair trial? They're like the murderer of George Floyd. Well, the, if if anybody on that jury after the 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 uh, uh, prosecution gives her case, when that jury is going to show the the real video of the guy saying "I can't breathe, I can't breathe" when nobody was talk was touching him, um, they're going to see that the entire narrative that the media spun for three months was a lie. And it's I mean I don't believe that this man Chauvin did anything that he wasn't trained to do. That there's proof that they're trained to. To put that knee on the neck, and I don't—I just don't believe that killed him. I think he died from a fentanyl overdose, and I think they're, they're going to be able to prove it. You know, he died from drug overdose, and they even showed the calls that he was making, asking for approval for different situations because he was erratic. Yeah, and I mean, people just don't pay attention to enough of the facts. They go with the narrative that the media is going to paint for you, correct? And the media is. Left every single time because it's who controls it, it's who owns it, and it's mm-hmm. all about money. Yeah, it's about and, money, and it is. And you know, I I say this, you know, as a Jewish person, um, what Hitler did was terrible, right? The killing six million Jews, ten million people, whatever. But his narrative was built against the anti-liberal media. That in his mind was run by Jews, but they're run by liberal Jews who aren't actually Jewish. I mean, they don't give a fuck about religion. They're just Jewish by name. And so, again, no, no excuses. What Hitler did was terrible. But, I mean, it was all about the liberal media. And 
And, and we, me and you know how corrupt the liberal media is, you know? Yeah, it's, it's so corrupt. It's almost sick. I, <laughs> how, what, I how, how many years ago did you find out the media was corrupt? I mean, I've known the media is corrupt for a long time, but I think I started really diving into what a lot of people called the rabbit hole, mm-hmm. which I don't understand. It's like, what rabbit hole are you describing here? Are you describing something that you think to me is a, cons- or to you is a conspiracy theory? Because that term gets thrown around so much. Yes. And I, you know, the term conspiracy theory was actually derived by the CIA yeah. for things were happening that they refused to release information on that's the entire term of conspiracy theory so when people do research into specific events or history it really piques my interest and i like having factual information to divulge because that's 100 where it came from i am not a conspiracy theorist i am somebody who researches information and i like to put together to create my own conclusion yeah and you either like it or you don't. Yeah. I mean, that's the way that it is. You either think I'm nuts or I think you're nuts. Well, because they think you're nuts, but they think I'm nuts. But the bottom line is yeah. this. Okay. Before I knew anything about politics, Crazy. I have no problem saying it. Before I knew, I didn't know shit about politics until like June or July of 2015, which was about seven months after my, my surgery. And I was pretty much bedridden for 10 months. And my girlfriend at the time told me that I had to pick somebody in the presidential election. And I tell people this because I want, so people don't think I was brainwashed by Fox News or brainwashed by something right-wing stuff. I hadn't watched TV since 1990. So that was 25 years without watching. The only TV I watched was sports or HBO. I never watched the news. I never watched sitcoms. I didn't watch anything. And I, all I did is like take this questionnaire about my views and it came out that Trump was my president. So I just kind of ran with it. And the thing that pushed me to the right and that keeps me there is voter ID. One of the, one of the, one of the questions were, do you think you need an ID to vote? And the first thing I said to my girlfriend at the time was, well, is this a trick question? Of course you need an ID to vote. He says, no, the Democrats think it's racist to ask for an ID. And so I'm like, that's how I ended up on the right. So, oh man, and, I and, die. So most people don't know this about me. I mean, I used to be a huge football fan. Mm-hmm. Cowboys. My husband was a 49er fan. He grew up in California. I grew up here in Texas. So, right. you know, we're invited. That's fine. We have not turned on football one time this year. We haven't turned on basketball, no sports. We don't watch anything in our house other than hockey. And we don't even really watch it here. We watch it at a place that we go to eat at a pizza place that we love. So hockey now. for me, everything has become too political. It is a political agenda. What am I shoving garbage down your throat to get you to see, to get you to feel? I mean, even, I mean, heck, we're going to sing the black national anthem before events. What is that? What What is a black? What, what is a black national anthem? I mean, we're I all supposed love, to be Americans, and the left de- divide, divides us by race. It's scary. Yeah. You are literally doing the pot called the kettle black for every single topic that you're discussing. And it drives me insane because so many people are so just blinded to everything that's going on in front of them solely because Trump bad. Trump yeah. is orange, orange man, man bad, bad, orange man bad. So you're crazy. Yeah. 
So you're nuts to ever believe anything that he says. So most Wrong. of my family, most of my friends, people who voted for Biden, if they did at all, and they didn't actually vote because half of them were like, I don't even need to vote because it's pointless. Both candidates suck. Mm -hmm. They would tell me I'm going to vote for Biden because I don't like Trump. And when I asked them, what's a policy that you like of Biden's or what's something that he wants to implement that you appreciate about him as a person? They don't have nothing. He's going to bring to the They have none. They have nothing. They jam up the conversation. They start talking about how bad Trump is, how much he was grabbing my seat, you know, Thing, or he's such a bad person. Oh, he held up a Bible in front of a place, but he wouldn't know anything if it smacked him in the face. Yet you've got Biden over here who can't even pronounce the book Psalms. Yes. He's saying Psalms. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, that was unbelievable. Know, yeah. There's so much junk that they try to feed you just yeah. to change a narrative and yeah. to force you an agenda. And yeah. it's frustrating to me because I have done research, I have looked at things. I'm not crazy just because I bet on Trump. Yeah. The world is corrupt. Corrupt school system, which if anybody knows me and follows me, I speak about a lot because I have two older children who are my stepkids that I've been their mom figure since they were two and three. And they both have mental health issues. And then son has a cardiology issue that he's had for since birth and we have been fighting school districts on trying to get mass policies they disregard 504s and ARDs for our children who can't breathe who have serious anxiety issues and problems and freak out they get in trouble at school that's what school has turned into for them is them being forced to do these things or teachers hounding them about a mask instead of their mm-hmm. schoolwork which my oldest son is GT beyond smart beyond his years and um so just, like like when I say if I say to you um the left is anti-religion what is your answer to what when I say that yes or no I would say in a spectrum aspect overall I would say that would be a truthful statement Right Now, do I have specific friends that are left that are Christians or that perceive to be Christians or act one way? I I may not know everything behind closed doors. Yes. Are there a few exceptions? Just like I think there's people who are conservative that might not be God believers. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't think you can ever say it's 100 percent one way or not or classify everybody to a specific right. category. I don't like doing that to no. people. No, but will I say it's all majority? Yes. Yeah. I think most people on the left are all about do you, science. Do you uh, believe the country is struggling because of the lack of God that in our school system now? One million percent. Yes. Correct. I, I think do too. I see it in my own school district with my own children. Yeah. And they. I don't feel people believe in God. Otherwise, you wouldn't be torturing children the way you are and violating yeah. laws that help them. Yeah. Um, especially men- mental conditions, mental, um, you know, medical conditions, anything that they have that they're just trying to shut off that you can't contest I because mean, they have a. There's a reason why our currency says in God we trust on it. There's a reason we're a, we're a Judeo-Christian country. And the left is trying to change that. And I don't mind them trying to change the what's going on in the country. I mind they're pushing these ridiculous views on everybody 
for extra votes a political gain. Do you do you agree with that statement? One hundred percent. I think that when they tried to take out under God out of Pledge of Allegiance, mm-hmm. that was it's like you're literally trying to take away the founding fathers definition of what our country was based and built upon Correct. and whether you agree with those views or not that's what it is yeah that doesn't mean we're casting out muslims islamic faith anything like that we're not doing that no we're not but founded upon this and you just need to respect that we'll respect your faith but you need mm-hmm. to respect that that's what this country was built upon just like there's man and woman Sorry, anybody who wants to get into that. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, you say that it's funny because Daniel put out a tweet yesterday uh, and he got ridiculed by the left on it when he said, I don't know how hard it is to figure out. You got XX chromosome and XY chromosome. The XX should play in one sport. The XY should play in the other. Um, I believe in capitalism. If I had, you know, kids and there was transgender People in my female sports and my kid was finishing second to a transgender kid. I would be pissed. Um, and again, I, I love everybody. I have nothing against transgenders, black, Latino. I don't give a fuck what gay, straight. I don't care. But I do believe that this push of anti-American, um, these things that that the left is pushing is is very dangerous to the country. What'd you say? I'm fruity as fuck. I can't hear you, you fuckers. Don't worry about it. Just shut up. I agree. Um, Yeah, cheers. Sorry, I'm drinking wine. I've been drinking the whole time. It's Saturday. My kids are asleep. I Uh, I get to indulge. Cheers, bro. Yeah, I'm sorry I got you so late. So we're going to take some phone calls. uh, And then we'll we'll, uh, we'll see if anybody wants to call in. Uh, Hit the phone numbers. Hit it. The mouthpiece. If you'd like to take part in our phone call segment, you can give us a call at 702-329-0480. And if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me, you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me at the Mouth Mattiso on Twitter for times that our call-in segment will be live. 702-329-0480. 702-329-0480. Me and Ashley, talk to us. Right. Welcome to the mouthpiece. What up, Mikey? What up? What up? Who's this? It's Drew from the, the Woodlands. Drew. Drew, what's up, buddy? How's it going? You're talking a little bit of religion. You're talking a little bit of politics. Oh. Talking a little bit of faith. Yeah, Drew, right what up your alley. What kind of faith and what kind of religion is Daniel going to have to have to come back against the goat? <laughs> the man himself. Daniel, the legend. He the myth. Him. He fucked White up, magic. He? What do you think of the match? What do you think? I think it was humiliating for for Mr. Daniel. He was I, talking a lot, of mean, chirping, a lot of chirping. I do, too. I mean, the truth of the matter is, it's one thing to uh, come back. Or to lose, but to lose when you were rubbing it in his face. You're throwing Kleenex at him. You're throwing throwing the towel, Phil. You're done. Mm-hmm. And you're just being so condescending and bashing him and bashing you, you, him. You and then, that was there. That, that was there. Hmm. That was Apex Predator shit there, Daniel. <laughs> Apex Predator 
shit. King Dude. Kong ain't got nothing I, on Phil Hellmuth. That was pretty funny. I love that video. <laughs> Phil, I, I'm like, Phil, what is Apex Predator shit? He goes, you don't know what Apex Predator is? I go, no. He goes, he says, okay, the dinosaurs were the Apex Predator. Now that they're gone, the lion is the apex predator. In poker, I'm the apex predator, bitch. That's what he told me yesterday. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I thought Danny was legit going to cry when he was down his last 4,000 in chips. I mean, that was a heck of a comeback. I mean, yeah, Daniel dominated the match the first two and a half, three hours. But you got to give it to Phil, man. Phil, he stayed, mm. He played pretty fucking good. I mean, they want to talk about, yeah, Daniel outplayed him the first couple hours. And yeah... But once Phil like figured out a little bit of what Daniel was doing, I thought Daniel, I thought, I thought Phil, Phil, Phil played good. It's pretty fucking fun to watch. Sure, he, he never, he never lost his cool. And I, and I would think that uh, if we see Daniel down in the next match, I don't know what's happening. I don't yeah. know what Poker Go is not putting any information out. Yeah. And I thought it's suspicious that they didn't have like an after show where they interview the the the, the participants because I think that little poker goes a little biased against our little our man Phil. A little little biased, well, little know. biased, little. Yeah, well, not you know the guy who runs Poker Go is, uh, you know, he's not he's on the right politically. So I don't know if they have a thing for Daniel, but I think they, uh, I think that uh, I think the the, the the thing showed for itself. But uh, anyways, I, uh, I just know that those two, uh, you know, the the two court the two announcers, uh, what's his name and what's oh, his name? Oh, they, they, tall they guy. they're pretty anti Phil. I'll that I'll go with. I'll but, leave. Yeah, they're pretty anti Phil. Yeah, yeah they're they pretty anti. But they don't they, they just don't see the good things he does, and that's their biggest problem. Anyway, I gotta well, go. I got some, wait, wait, is uh, you have any, you have any questions for me? Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I think about God. About God. Okay, let's talk about God. I mean, a lot of people are atheists, right? And good. I think they're kind of come by lately atheists. You know that in quantum mechanics that there there needs to be an observer because at the time is the, the, the fundamental underlying of quantum mechanics. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can have time is somebody's observing it. And then now you know a lot of these scientists now are kind of like atheistic. So they've come up with string theory mm-hmm. to, to to come up with the idea why there isn't a God. Because if you go to the time like who's observing the observer, the observer, the observer, right? It's going to be at least a God. But they came up with string theory and say there's multiple dimensions and multiple outcomes, infinite outcomes, just to say that God doesn't exist. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah, you have sick. a thing, you're trying to disprove that you approve that quantum mechanics depends on time, which means it has to be an observer for time to be available. And they're all trying to bend themselves out of shape and say, hey, ain't no God. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Yeah, it's Anyway, sad. that's my observation for today. God exists. No shit. Prove me wrong. I agree. All right, we lost him. Ah, I mean, that's good. Uh, Drew's a little crazy. He's funny. Comes on the show. He, he speaks his mind. I, I like that. Uh, he's, a lot of, he's a pretty fun guy. He's a pretty fun guy. All right, let's call him back. Let's call him back. So, uh, yeah. Um, They'll never get me to change my thought. I feel sorry for people that, are, that don't believe in God. I really do. You know, just like they'll 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 realize when and when their life's over, they just think. Uh, Hello. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike and Ashley Hines. How you doing? Mike, what's up, man? I don't know. You just called me, man. So we're calling you back, brother. What's going on? Yeah, dude. Hey, I got a couple questions. First off, I'll, I'll be quick with it. First off. You got to tell me, do you and the Sheiky, do y'all have a good relationship? Yes. He lives in San Diego yeah, right now. Can... He's selling pot. 
Uh, he's working at a pot store. Um, he's doing okay. You know, he's pretty funny. But y'all, just the, the couple interactions I saw with y'all, you know, like on the TV, uh, you know, like how you were mad at him talking in the pot. Yeah, well, he got, he was really out of line. Um, just like when he broke my glasses, that was pretty out of line, but he paid me for them. So, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he don't, he's kind of harmless. Uh, he kind of, I miss him on televised poker because he's a lot of fun. Uh, it's pretty, pretty sad what, uh, how they did a smear campaign on him saying that he sexually molested underage people. And the truth of the matter is, is he was 19 at the time and the girl was 17 and he didn't know. He thought she was 18. So, and then the girl, you know, once he kind of like had some money and stuff, she kind of came after him and, you know, what they do and shit. So he wasn't allowed back on TV over this because, you know, NBC, they, uh, if you know anything about NBC, you'll understand that they just believe everything they hear and it's a shame. Yeah, they pretty much cancel you on spot anytime they hear a rumor, right? Yeah. So, um, what do you think? Also, uh, to, okay. Go ahead. What's that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, also, I was going to ask you, so like with you and uh, Phil Helmuth, like what's y'all's relationship like? Do y'all talk every day? Uh, uh, we talk every day. Yeah. I mean, uh, we were, we used to talk once a week, once every like 10 to 14 days. Then the pandemic hit and I, we started playing in the same private game together. And then we started playing Chinese together. So, we talk on the phone like for at least an hour a day. Um, he's definitely my best friend in poker. Um, is he delusional? Yeah, he's kind of delusional, you know. It's, and he's, a, you know, but I'm, I mean, he's a tough person to deal with. But so am I, you know. But we, we've kind of like figured out each other's flaws, and we we get along pretty good, you know. Uh, I wish he would listen to me more, uh, like I do him. Like he gives me a lot of advice, and I listen to it. Um, but he doesn't respect me enough to. Um, to uh, listen to my advice because once we become really good friends, you know, I, I, I know what his flaws are in a poker game because we play every day together and I try to reach out and tell him, I'm like, well, you know, we've become good friends now. He wants to be the greatest ever. Uh, so he needs to understand what his flaws are. And when I try and tell him his flaws, he'll say, you're I, too good. Yeah. He'll so just say, you, you're too good. He'll say, I don't want to, <laughs> he'll say, I don't want to listen you don't, you know, I don't want to hear poker strategy. And so that's his biggest flaw is that he doesn't listen. Uh, but he's, he's a good guy. Yeah. I, have that and I, I mean, I've, I've heard him like in interviews. And I think he respects you. I think he respects you a lot. He, he respects me as a poker player. He definitely respects me as a poker player. But like when he hears my political views, he thinks I'm crazy because he's brainwashed by the left. And he yeah. thinks that uh, he'll think that uh, uh, like a lot of things I say that I'm crazy. Um, and it's not. It's not crazy. Like the truth of the matter is, is I I knew people that were before I knew nothing about politics that in 2014 were saying everything. Then I used to think they were crazy. I have one friend saying, "Oh, Obama's the worst president ever, and he's a Muslim, and he was born in Kenya, and he's the anti-American." And I'm like, "This guy's fucking nuts," you know. And so it went in one ear and out the other. Now I've learned a lot about politics and what's going on in the country and how corrupt our media is. And I look back at all the things he used to tell me. He's always taught. I didn't even know who Nancy Pelosi was. He's like, Nancy Pelosi's the devil. She's evil. She's the worst human in the world. I'm like, this dude's nuts. Right. But now that I learned about the world and politics, I'm like, man, everything this guy told me, he's kind of like 
you know, I'm not saying it's fact, like, like Obama was born in Kenya and he's anti-American, but I can see where he could think that, you know what I mean? I'm not, I don't think he's completely crazy now. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. No, I, I, do you think, do you think, um, like if he didn't like have all those outbursts and everything, like he would be respected as much in poker for being a, a, a legend? I mean, and even you yourself. Like, yeah. You, I think that Phil's biggest problem. And, and, and again, it's not like, He's not the goat. It's that in this time, he's not the goat. And he does nothing to work on his game to be the goat. And that's what upsets a lot of the people. If he put the work in like Daniel did and studied everything that everybody's learning and literally put in like three hours a day for three months, all of us, everybody would respect him a lot. That's where the ROI is the best ROI in history. I'll say that. Yeah. Do, do you think it's really eating Daniel up right now after all that shit talk and everything? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was going to I was going to have them on and I'm probably I will within the next week. I mean, Daniel will say, yeah, I lost. But if anybody who watched that knows who the better player was and you know what? That's really a condescending answer, because was Daniel the better player in the first three hours by far? Um Afterwards, I mean, I thought Phil well, played Phil him pretty. Did a now, hell of a job, low, low stack coming back like that. I mean, waiting and waiting and waiting. Yeah, I mean, he stayed patient, and yeah, he caught a lot more cars than Daniel in the last half of the match when it counted. Um, but to think that Daniel was com- that completely outplayed him, I just I saw it for the first two hours and forty five minutes, and I just think that Daniel didn't put the pedal to the metal. He wanted to. He wanted to embarrass him, and he wanted to never let him off the hook, and so he never want he yeah, know he just never wanted to give him a and, and, and yeah Daniel will admit he will admit that he he will admit that he should have been more aggressive when he had him down. I mean, we've talked to I've talked to him already about it, and he believes it won't happen in the next one. So we'll see what happens, you know. But uh, I'm curious, go, Ashley. Go ahead. What'd you say? I'm curious on a live interview with him when you have him on, if he's going to say kind of like he was stating about, you know, about Antonio that he's like, I was in his head. I knew when he was going to raise. I knew when I went check, check, and I just had to do it. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he's going to state that he feels like he was in Daniel's head or if he feels like he just ran really good at the last half and was able to just kind of push it forward to the finish Um, line. That's a a good question. Now we've talked about it already. And he, his, his answer to me was, and this shocked me. He said, listen, Daniel's fundamentally better than me. He said, and Daniel played flawless. He says, but he says they, and if I, I could definitely improve on my fundamentals, but you know what? If people can't see what I see, then I feel bad for him. And you know what? Honestly, it's like, yeah, I mean, and again, that goes back to when he had like 10,000 in front of him and he check raised the nine, seven on the ace, 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 king board, Daniel like Queens. And you just, you say to yourself, like, you know, you want to see all the flaws that he has, but how do you explain that? They're going to say, Oh, he was lucky. No, he wasn't lucky. He saw something. Phil sees everything. And he's a great reader of cards. And it is a shame that he doesn't work on his mechanics because he really could be the best. He, him and him and Daniel. I mean, I play with a lot of players. Like, they're two of the top five people that can read cards that I've ever played with. I mean, even three of the Daniel called like uh, like a couple big bets on the river like three times, and all three times he says, "I know I'm beat here." 
He goes, I don't think I could fold this. And again, and yeah, we talked about that. that. He's notorious yeah. for doing that. And we, but but Daniel's learned to do, to follow his reads over the last three four years. Yeah. And for him to go back to his old way and say, oh, I think I'm beat here, but I can't fold this. And he called. He told me we talked about this yesterday. It's like. He says, Mike, that's not going to happen again. He goes, when I, I know how Phil plays, he goes, I shouldn't have paid off the ace king. I shouldn't have paid off. There was two others he paid off. He goes, he goes, it's just so not, I got to follow what I see. And then there was also, but there was also four instances or at least three where Phil said to Daniel, I know you're weak here. I should just raise you. And all three <laughs> times Daniel was weak. And like Phil told me, he goes, don't worry. In the next match, when I see what I saw, I'm going to raise his ass. So it's going to be an interesting match, the next one. I think you're going to see Phil much more improved. And, you know, Daniel's already, the only thing Daniel needs to do is follow his instincts. And I think Phil, Daniel will win the match. But if you think that he's that much yeah, better I think, than I think, Phil. I think, you're, I think you're going to see Phil much more improved, but I think you're going to also see Daniel being a little bit more aggressive in yeah. the lines. Where if he gonna, gets him down, he's going to use he's going to use the aggressive people. line. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, he's going to be, he's, he's, yeah, he's going to use the aggressive line and not worry about double fill up, fill up. He's going to put a pre- more pressure on him next time. And, but I understand right. his strategy. If I'm playing Phil, my strategy is Daniel's strategy. I know Phil, you don't want to double fill up. He always has it. He keeps the pot small. And yes, do I think Phil, Daniel, Phil should raise more buttons? Yes. But if you don't see the power of limping the button, then you're just stupid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're going to pick yeah. it up. He's going to yeah. fold, fold a lot yeah. of bad hands. But but yeah. like like even Daniel said, whose range is more polarized? When he raises the button or he limps the button? When he limps the button, because Phil likes to limp with big hands, it, it puts Daniel in a tough spot. And you know what? Even though he gets to see more flops with bad cards, it still makes puts Daniel in a tough spot. Uh, do I think Phil should raise about 30% more buttons? Yes, but... If anybody, all the, the the pros out there that think limping the button is bad, I mean, if they don't see Phil's strategy in it, then I feel bad for him. That's all, you know. So, limping right. the button is huge. Oh, and also, yeah. real quick before I let you go, yeah. Real quick before you go, just two two different things. Uh, one, dude, I love your book. Oh, uh, thank you. Day, uh, check raising the devil. That was thank awesome. You. But never, I think if you came out with another book, that would be awesome. Yeah, my new book, my two book was going to come out. Move. I was, I have a new book coming out. It's supposed to come out before the election, uh, but I'm going to be working on it here in the next mm-hmm. three months. It's called Poker, Pain, and Politics: How All Three Made Me a Better Person. Okay. Um, oh, and it's it really, it's not that. really about my political views as much as it's about oh. how. My whole life, my life revolved around the green felt, and I didn't really care about, you know. So I, I just learned it by becoming political. It made me care about others. It made me care about people who aren't very fortunate, and it doesn't make me think about mm-hmm. others in a crazy left wing way of caring about others. But it makes me realize how our media and our political class purposely keeps people down for political gain. They purposely keep uh, the black people in the ghettos. They keep the Latino and Mexican people, uh, 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 in- their income down so they could keep them on welfare and g- get their votes. And I know people out there that are watching will say that's not, they don't, I don't know what I'm talking about, but Ashley, you'll, and what I'm saying, do you, you agree a hundred percent, correct? Yeah. 
100%. Right. And if anybody just does the research and doesn't follow what the media tells us, um, it's really, it's an easy, you just look at it and you're like, wow, they are purposely like dividing the country saying, and that's why they always pull, say black lives matter, black, this black, this Latino, this, if you know, you ever talk, listen to what, what our media and our politicians are saying, they're not talking about American people, which is still 50% white. They're always bringing up blacks and Latinos because they are the ones that vote more than the white people. And so they have to, they, they pander to them and they make them hear what they want to say and they do nothing for them year after year after year. And you know what? When Trump said, I'm going to give 500 billion to, to Ice Cube's Platinum Plus plan if he won the election, I'm going to tell you straight out, that motherfucker would have made sure 500 billion was put out to the black people, okay? You think when they went to Biden about it, he's like, well, we'll talk about it after the election. If you think they're going to do one thing to improve black people's lives, you're fucking crazy. Because the only thing that's going to happen if they do improve black people's lives is they're not they won't they'll lose their vote. They have to keep them down so they could get them to vote. They have to keep giving them welfare, giving them free fucking money, free this, free that. So they'll go out to vote. They could give two hoops of a fuck of any of them becoming better people right. and becoming rich in this country. They don't give a fuck. Hold on. Hold on one second. Ashley, what'd you say? Fox News had an article literally of an African-American man sitting there who is being convicted. And they said dark white skin. It's like right there. You're already trying to divide the country. Yeah. Yeah. And that's- or, you know, let's look at let's look at the guy who killed who killed 10 people in Colorado. They were right away white supremacist, white guy. And then it became a, a ended up being a Muslim guy. And 48 hours later, it was off the news. They don't. That doesn't follow their fucking narrative, right? Well, That's well, it. Well, well, same time. So, so, and then Ashley, this, this is for you. So, you know how like Fox. I mean, Fox News. They write, y'all. Everyone talks shit about CNN, you know, and yeah. their views and how they just had it one way. Do you think it's pretty much the same? I do. Like, what do you think, Ashley? Oh yeah. I mean, it's the Clinton News Network. You're not going to get anything. I mean, but but he <laughs> asked if he felt like anything he asked if he thought that if we thought that Fox News was a lot like CNN because it's pushing far right. And I, I don't think it is now. Hannity, yes. But the rest, no. There's different people that are on Fox News that I think you can classify as more right. But honestly, Every single news media station besides RSBN and OANN are 100% dominated left. The people yeah. that own it, the people the other, that are... The other thing that a news station is like a happy medium, just it's not leaning either way. Well, I mean, I've been I saying... OAN closest. I think they broadcast everything. They were broadcasting stuff about Biden. They were broadcasting stuff with Trump, but they were releasing all the information. Every one of the other media stations was shutting off Trump. They wouldn't even air his speeches. Yeah. Who does air a president's speech? Yeah. What? Because it doesn't align with your views. I mean, that's insanity. Yeah. That is socialist countries become dictatorships. Yep. You have media being shut out. It happens all the time in London. Yeah. BBC 
does that all the but, time. But it is the but only is there a reason that they've only done that, like basically towards one president? Well, no, they've. I think they've done it. To, I haven't been political, Ashley. Uh, you've been political longer than me. When Bush, were, you, were you political when Bush was in office and Obama was in office? And how did the media react when they were in office? They were 100% praising everything. They hardly criticized anything. I mean, look, look at, hate to say it, but we talk about all this stuff with the border and securing it or not having migrants come in or opening the borders, whatever different sides, but everybody didn't want families and children in cages. That was started with Obama. Yeah. And what people don't understand is the cages and the pictures that you see, they tried to blame it on Trump. Those were set up by the Obama administration. Now you have people flooding the borders. You've got AOC sitting here doing photography sessions during Trump, faking everything that's going on yeah. to create huge facade that you're going to see all over the media. And now you've got people flooding the border that are coming across. And the Biden administration doesn't know what's going to hit them. They don't know how to handle it. And then Kamala thinks it's a joke. Yeah, everything's a joke Literally, to her. Yeah, ha ha ha. See, her cackle laugh is worse than Hillary's cackle laugh. Oh, it kills me. I hate her. She's a, you know, I, I, I don't want to say this word, especially in front of you, but I call her cunt face. I'm sorry. I just think that I hate to say it, but the reason why, like, I always thought Biden was harmless. I'm a little shocked he's pushing these far left policies. I really thought he'd be more centered. Um, but, I mean, I'm scared to death of her becoming president. She's evil, period. Well, we knew the only reason she was put there was to take the place of Biden because they knew his mental decline and they knew his stance on everything. They wanted yeah. to push as far radical as they could yeah. with agendas. And if they, they could do it with a female as the first female to become president, yeah. I told everybody, now that Biden's here, I give it literally six months before she's president. Yeah. Before his mental decline is so much, they can't cover it anymore. They can't, you know, facade over these press conferences, his trips to his home in Delaware, all these places that he's just trying to hide. He stops broadcasting at 4.35 p.m. And then where is he from? You know, you don't know where he is. Trump was giving these things until 11 o'clock at night, waking up at 7 in the morning doing these things nonstop. So with that happening, do you, how do you think it will go? Like if she does become president, do you think it's just going to be like outrage or do you think it's going to be like how they are like these days, everything equal right there? What do you what do you think? Like I I have a ten thousand dollar bet Biden doesn't make it a year, and another ten thousand he doesn't make it through the first term. Um, I think I made a mistake on making the ten thousand bet on the year because I I realized afterwards that if he if she's in for two years and then they give up the presidency, she could then she could then run for ten years. Uh, so I I think I'm going to lose that first bet. I definitely don't think oh. I'm losing the second one. What's your opinion, Ashley? That's a scary thought. That's yeah. a scary for this woman to be in in the. She's hated. She she couldn't even get one percent of the vote in the primaries because everybody realized how phony she was. You know. I but you don't think there would be a lot of Republican women. Marijuana is she out? Happy? No. What'd you say, buddy? You don't think there would be a lot of uh, Republican women that are just, like, proud? That well, you know, I mean, in all fairness, and this is my opinion, I don't know what Ashley's opinion is, I do believe that they want, um, uh, what's her name, uh, Ivanka, uh, uh, what, uh, Laura? No, the other one. 
his daughter Ivanka. Ivanka yeah okay Ivanka to be to run for president I because first yeah. of all she's very pretty she's going to bring a lot of the male the male people to the voting table she speaks very good not like Trump um, and she will push his policies uh, I do believe that she will get the Republican nomination uh, in 2024 what is your opinion Ashley um, I definitely think Ivanka is a strong candidate. She does have a good speaking presence. She mm-hmm. has a good presence with people overall. Right. Uh, for things that she has pushed, she's pushed, you know, sex trafficking, mm-hmm. um, helping all of those cases, speaking out with school and education, which is a huge thing that she's pushed for, yes. as well as women having time off from jobs and, and she, so forth. She got the tax credit way up for, 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 for people with kids, right? Yes. I think that was like kind of like why she was, wanting her dad to kind of like step off a little bit with his stance on everything at the elections. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Trump's policies were really good. Okay. Now his delivery of them were awful. And as, and, and, and his flaws as a narcissistic human being came across. Um, but once again, uh, like Ashley says, we're not here to fucking vote. It's not a popularity contest. It's what policies are going to help the American people and there's not one policy that the left is pushing that that helps the American people. I just I just being honest. I mean, yeah. I, I, I see so many people with the left. I don't understand how they can come about and say that they support it and they support higher taxes. We support letting everybody into the country. If that's the case, then why don't you come here to Texas where I live? Go to Kay Bailey Hutchison Center in Dallas and mm-hmm. see all of the immigrant children that are being housed there. And why don't you put them up in your homes? Right. And how about the fact, how about all the kids that are being sexually assaulted coming across the border? I mean, yeah. uh, we got, we got uh, more calls. We got, we got to let you go, buddy. Thanks for calling. Do you hate Veronica, actually? Does she hate Ivanka? I don't think so. No, no I love Ivanka. She's wonderful. And her husband, you know, Gerald Kushner, I really like them and support their family. Yeah, me too. All right, buddy. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. My boy, Ryan Watkins and Simba. Okay. You got it, Ryan. We got it for Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. Thanks, man. All right, buddy. You got it. Thanks for calling. All right. We got some more calls. Uh, That was a good call. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I like Ivanka. I mean, I think, I mean, I just like, listen, I'm pro Israel. I'm, you know, and uh, nobody's ever done more for, for Israel than Trump. So, you know, like, that's just where I stand. Can't help myself. It's all that ma- Israel's all that matters to me. Hello, it's Michael. What's up, Michael? Welcome to the Mouthpiece. You're on with me and Ashley. How's it going? Hi. Um, I'm doing good. Thanks for uh, calling me back. You're welcome. Mike, I just uh, kind of wanted to get your opinion on a particular player because I think you're familiar with him. Okay. Uh, I'm 38 years old, been playing poker for 15 years. Post-COVID, I had my first 100K positive year. Great. But I think the main variable in that is one player has been missing out of the game. Uh, I play 816 Omaha at Boulder. Oh, I used but, uh, at Boulder Station? Yeah. I used to play at Boulder Station, um, 816 Omaha. <laughs> they still have that game going there? That's awesome. Yeah, it's a really good game with a kill. Yeah. Uh, but this guy, he seemed to always dominate, pick off every hand, and uh, have a $1,000 night every night. This fat ginger guy snores when he's wide awake. Uh, <laughs> Dan Highmiller. Oh, my God. Uh, so bad. Is it just me? 
you think he's bad? Because, he's terrible. Uh, just from my experience, he seems he's to be like cool, the best player I've ever played against. Well, I mean, and, he uh, steals a lot of pots. I mean, but he's easy to play against. I mean, I mean, he's he plays every fucking hand. I mean, it's like yeah, you know, yeah, super I mean, aggressive. Yeah, he's super aggressive, and he try. He's just. I mean, in that eight sixteen game, it gets a lot of weak players. He's probably going to dominate that game. Uh, I've played in that game back in the day, uh, and I used to beat that game for four five hundred a night. Also, so um, yeah, it's a it's a really soft game. So I could see Dan High Miller crushing that game. That makes sense, you know. Okay, I like Dan too. Well, I, just, I love Dan. I don't think he plays very good, but but uh, I like playing with him. Yeah, he's an odd, he's an odd character, but I just uh, yeah. have noticed my results have almost doubled since he's left the game. Yeah, well, that's and, good. Uh, that's that's I just, good. I didn't know. I didn't know uh, how much difference one variable in a game could really make until he was gone. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I just wanted to know your opinion on him because to me, I think he's probably one of the best players I've ever played against. Well, I mean, honestly, and, uh, I mean, I've played a million hours with Dan, and when he comes to my table, I get excited because he's so easy to trap. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to play, uh, if you're going to play pots, a lot of pots, against him and he's in position against you he's going to make your life hell you know what i'm saying he's i mean yeah. he's a good good enough player i mean when he's up against the better players do i i think he's weak but he's i think he's really good against bad players or against weak players so uh you know anybody who's aggressive against weak players is going to win the money you know so you know when i play in my private game i play one two dollars and I play weak passive against them, you know, on purpose. And I told them, I said, if you guys really want me to play hard, let me know. You know, a lot of times they do, and I'll play hard against them. And then I, I'm up like six, seven hundred, and then I'll, I make thirty, forty dollar call, knowing I'm beat, you know. But I, you know, I'm trying, you know, because I want to give these guys confidence, and I want to, you know, I try and teach them in my game. I, we have a, we, we, um, every Sunday night we have a tournament, and then we also uh, Zoom. Uh, so, you know, we get the people playing in the game. We Zoom. We talk for four or five hours. So, you know, uh, I, I, I put the hours in with my players. You know, I don't, I don't make much money in my game, but I, I, I make it a good atmosphere for them. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I play weak against them. So I understand if I wanted to be strong against them, I could crush them. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't want to do that, you know. But Dan, Dan against weak players, he's going to crush it. I'm not going to lie. Yep. Okay. Uh, one other thing, and then I'll sure. let you go. Sure. Uh, like I said, most of my success, I've never been a great no limit hold'em player, mm -hmm. and all my profits have always come out of stud high in Omaha games. Where's a good stud game these days? Every player that used to play at Sam's oh, is only dead. on the uh, yeah, they're all. I figured they're all dead by now. <laughs> I figured they might be. I mean, Barney and all the guys. I mean, yeah, they're probably gone. But um, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know, like East Coast. I don't think there's any stud on the West Coast. You know, you got to go to you got to go to probably Borgata to find a stud game, or they have a hundred two hundred game. That's probably too, that's way too big for you, but they have a seventy five yeah. one fifty hundred two hundred game that's the Commerce that runs like three four days a week. But that's about it. Hey, Mike, it was a pleasure. Thanks. You got it, man. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Take care. All right, we got one. one more call. Right. We got two more. Right. Two more call. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry to have you up so late, Ashley. It's probably past your bedtime. Oh, this is kind of a treat. Oh, good. Yes, I'm happy to have you on. Hey, Mike. What's up? Welcome to the Mouthpiece. Who's this? Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Hey, I wanted to get your guys' take. Um, I love the Trump family. I love 
Ivanka and heard you guys speaking earlier, and maybe I came late to the party, but Candace Owens to me is a superstar. No, I agree. Um, <laughs> I mean, I agree. What's your take on Candace, uh, Ashley? I love Candace. Me too. <laughs> I think she's the greatest. I mean, uh, I think I, I mean I. I would love her run, to run for president, I'm, man. But I don't. I don't know if uh, I think she's a little too far right uh, to to get the center. Um, but I would love her to run. I tell you that much. What do you think, I Ash? Think you, yeah, I mean the way she still African American woman instead of someone who's Jamaican trying to classify as multiple. Race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she checks all the boxes, right? The yeah. left, really, what they care about is your gender and your race, and and but she is an intelligent woman that can battle intelligently. I mean, I, I love Trump. The thing that bothered me about Trump was he would fight everyone. Uh, with, you know, full guns blazing. He fought, no matter he if fought were, uh, unnecessary yeah. battles. Literally, he needed exactly. to fight. He needed to fight about twenty percent of all battles. He fought a hundred percent of all battles, and eighty percent of them. Yeah, I mean, they were needless. He fought needless battles, and and it cost them. Yeah. I mean, even though I believe they stole the election, uh, it cost them. It cost them the presidency. If he didn't have. I mean, whoever gave him the advice on that first debate needs to be put in a fucking in Gitmo, okay? Because that was right, the worst advice right. ever. All he had to do is debate how he debated in that third Ooh. debate, and he would still be president, even with them cheating. I, well, maybe not. Yeah, they probably would have done anything they yeah. could to take it from him. So. I, I think they'd still be counting votes right now, trying to get Biden in, personally. No, but they so, would. Ashley, it's, it's refreshing hearing your voice. I'm new to Mike's podcast. I'm new, fairly new to Vegas, Mike. I'd love to get in your game, uh, but uh, it's 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 refreshing hearing this conversation. Um, I just think that the the right needs to fight more. I think they they bow down. The Republicans don't support each other like the left. I mean, the Democrats. Nope. It, it, how ridiculous the vote could be. They they one hundred percent align. They always align. That's what they're saying. Like like people will say, "Well, I'm running to help save Baltimore. I'm help running to help save Texas." No, you're not. You're running as a Democrat, and you're going to align with whatever Nancy Pelosi tells you to do. Where the Republicans, exactly. they actually have their own voice now. Mitt Romney, I think, is the scum of the earth. He's just doing it for politics. But I mean, there's a lot of people that that have their, they just they don't align. You know what I'm saying? Where and it's we yeah. shouldn't be we shouldn't be in a country that's tribalized like this. I mean, even if you're a I Democrat, agree. there's plenty. Just like I'm on the right, but there's plenty of policies uh, that I am for on the left. Uh, you know, where and again, people could attack me for this. I don't care. But like. I mean, I don't believe when they, we have the Second Amendment. I mean, everybody should be able to own a pistol and a, a hunting rifle. And I don't think all those other guns that they they're like, oh, they're trying to take my Second Amendment. I just don't think they need them. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't I'm not a gun person, so maybe I'm wrong. OK, so but I do align yeah. with the left. Uh, I mean, I think there's just so many needless guns on the street, but. They don't. There's 180 million illegal guns on the street. You get rid of the 180 right. million first, and then talk to me about gun control. You see what I'm saying? 100. percent Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm a Second Amendment advocate. I'm part of the NRA. Right. Um, I think if you ban those assault weapons, then the only ones are going to have are criminals. And you know, you exactly. need to uh, be able to defend your house and home. And so, um, exactly. but I, I was going to ask ask you a question, and Ashley, I just lost my train of thought. But I wanted to tell you. That uh, I am uh, a big supporter of your guys' views. Uh, like I said, I'm fairly new to Vegas. I lived in California. I'm part of the big exodus. 
My only fear is that people moving to Texas and people moving to Nevada are bringing those. Yeah, they're going to vote blue. It's them. scary. Yeah, it's and it, yeah, it's scary. It really is. But uh, yeah, and love the conversation. Well, that's and, uh, I'll, I'll be. Go ahead, Ashley. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's hard to swallow knowing that a lot of those people are coming. I have a ton of friends that are moving from California and from Vegas all here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're either coming here, they're going to Colorado, or they're going to Arizona or Florida. Those are basically the states that they're fleeing to. Yeah. And when you look at how close the margin was with Arizona, that'll really make a definitive problem. Mm-hmm. Texas, I think, will will stay Republican no matter what, even though you're going to have developments in major cities, especially like Austin, Houston, San Antonio, Dallas. But Dallas is still pretty split, even though it usually goes liberal. All the surrounding counties are. So you have to think the majority, like city, city areas, yeah, they're going to be liberal. But as far as everyone on the outskirts, not, and it's going to overpower it with Texas with how big they are. Now, here's the thing. Is yeah. So many of them are fleeing California because of the political <laughs> policies put in by California, yet they consistently they won't, they won't vote on the other side. Don't they realize that all the problems that they're fleeing is because of the policies of the left? They don't see that. Right. I don't understand. I it makes no sense. Just like I don't understand why Jewish people vote for uh, for Democrats when most of the people on the left hate Israel. I don't understand it. it to me, it makes no yeah. sense, and it bothers me. So, like, granted, the Jewish vote went up four percent this year, but still, like seventy two percent. What are these fucking people on crack? You know, it makes me right. why it should be good because. In that same state, and you're trying to bring what that policy here. Take for example, Bart Hansen. He left California because he wasn't doing anything there. Knew he needed to get out. Knew it wasn't a good place to raise his family, and didn't align with all of those policies. And straight moved here to Austin, and is literally preaching down everybody's throats. The exact same thing he left from. I know. Literally left from something that's creating into a third world country but it's between the poverty and the taxes and the decisions that the government there is running and you're trying to bring it here like i don't understand but they're brainwashed ashley they only see what that what the media tells them i mean anybody who's on the left if they would give me two hours of their time once a week within a month's time they'll be like gee mike how dumb am I? Uh, you're right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like literally, I mean, I telling you, I am literally working on a, on a survivor type game show that has like 10 people. And I'm going to be, I'm going to call it change my view. And I guarantee you that if we get 10 people in a five, if I get five people in, that are on the right and they have to watch left wing media for two months straight, and five people on the left that have to watch right wing media for two months straight. I guarantee you, everyone on the left, at least not, four out of five, will change views, and everyone that's on the right will say, "Go fuck yourself." The media is still corrupt. That's just my opinion. Now, I want to run this show. I want to make this show just to prove to everybody that I'm right. And it's not like I don't want to be right or wrong. Okay, because I know I'm right. You see what I'm saying? Just like 
<laughs> like Ashley, like this isn't even a debate anymore. You know no. that me and you know what we're saying is correct, and we could we could sit down and prove it. I really Just like, right, are right, white supremacists. Shut up, you white supremacist, you fucking idiot. And the, and the truth of the matter is, yeah. And the truth of the matter is, is all I need to do is show people the proof. You know what I'm saying? Instead of they say yeah. Mike's crazy, Ashley's crazy. No, come sit over here and I'll show you. Yeah. I'll show it all to you. I'll show you how corrupt the media. I'll show you how they spin every narrative. If it's a white person, it's full on media onslaught. If somebody kills somebody and if it's a, a black person or a Muslim person, it's fucking media silence. We have a corrupt yeah, fucking media that tells us what to think. And that We're not, is yeah. scary. Where are we? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, I one last thing I want to tell ahead. you guys. Uh, well, during the election, uh, I'm Mexican-American, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm a Christian conservative first, obviously. Okay. Had my family come over, and when they when I had my, you know, my Trump hat, Trump shirt on, they thought I was crazy. I said, okay, let's just, let's just talk about issues, right? Let's just talk about, you know, what's important to you and your family, what's important to me and my family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of just took every issue and said, on this issue, didn't tell them what's the issue, what side I was on, you know, and just broke it down, you know, issue by issue. Mm-hmm. 80% of their views were conservative. Of I'm course. Like, so just, you should vote for Trump then. And they were like, yeah, but he's a racist. I'm like, he is not a racist. He's not a racist. He might be a clown, you, but he's not a racist. I mean, even when, I had, even when I had Scaramucci on my podcast, right, he starts talking about uh-huh. racist views. I was all, I was 80% all in for Trump until I saw his, I go, what did he say that's racist? He told Omar and them to go back where they came from. I go, no, he didn't. Don't lie and push that propaganda. He said, go back to the country you came from. Talk to your government. Help them fix their country. Come back and tell me how they fixed it, and I'll be more than happy to help help you out. Am I right, Ashley? Did he not say that? You are fake news. Ashley, did he not say that? (laughs) Right? Sorry. I believe that he's... I, I mean, he didn't tell him go back to where you came from. He said, go back, no. talk to your government, tell me how to fix their country and tell me what they did to fix it. And then I'll, I'll listen to you. He didn't say go back exactly. to where you came exactly from and don't said. come back. That was a lie. That was propaganda lying motherfuckers. I'm sorry. I get very passionate over this. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, you're me. We're, we're all in the same boat. I mean, hey, I, I'm going to let you guys go. All right, thanks for calling. Enjoy meeting you, Mike. It was great talking to you. And uh, you I want to join your game, Mike. All right. You got it, my man. Thanks for calling. Right. How about, what's, how, what I limits do you play? You say you want to join our game. What limits? You're, oh, I, I'm, I'm new to poker. You're going to take my money every week, but I'm going to learn. Oh, you want to join? Oh, my home game. Oh, email mouthpoker, yeah, yeah. email mouthpoker at yahoo.com, and my, uh, my assistant will set you up an account, and he'll tell you how to play with us. And then we have a tournament every Sunday night, too. It's a lot of fun. So Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Pretty exciting. So email yeah. mouthpoker I'm at yahoo.com. You got it. Take All right, care, we'll man. do that. Thanks. All right, later. Bye. All right, we got one more call. Oh, two more calls. All right. We're having a good time. You having fun, Ashley? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny when you talk to somebody that, that's normal, that me, that's not fucking. It's, I know they think I mean, we're insane, but. Yeah, I mean, the truth of the matter is, all they have to do is, like, instead of thinking we're insane, is listen to what we say, and we can prove that <laughs> we're not. That's all. What's up? Yeah, what's up? Well, welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike and Ashley. How are you doing? Hi. Good man, Gypsy Frank. Who's Ashley? My bad. Ashley Hines. She's a poker player slash um, very smart person on Twitter that everybody attacks her for telling the truth. And um, 
and they oh, think she's right? crazy. So we put her on to. Hey, this, to this is our boy Frank. Oh, this Frank. <laughs> oh, what's up, Frank? Ah, uh, shit, man. Same old stuff. This and day. What have you been up to, man? Oh, I've been playing in my home game. I've been playing in Phil Helmuth's poker game. Um, I played in a really live game last weekend, and the guy that the game's kind of built around is back in town. But I'm I'm like I'm like third on the list, so hopefully I get in that game like about two in the morning tonight. Uh, it's a fifty hundred with a hundred ante. What's Annie. the format of it? Fifty hundred with a hundred oh, Annie, and, yeah. and the one guy the game's built around. He he used to play in, in Phil's game. He's really he's really a lot of action, and uh, <laughs> he's in town. And he you know he goes off for like a hundred every time he's in town. So uh, you know it's a good game. Nice. I I don't think I got they let me I got in it last week. Uh, the chances of getting in it this week are. I'd say twenty five percent, but I'll be up waiting for that phone call just in case I do get it. You know. Let me ask you a question: If you play that game, like, what are you buying for, like, ten k? Ten k. I'll buy in ten k, and I'll probably lose no more than thirty. You know, uh, but I don't. I'm not in the losing category. I mean, I've won thirty two consecutive live sessions, including like thirty on TV, and I always give Phil Helmuth a piece of myself because because I'm oh, like you're- I'm. I'm I'm very, I'm very superstitious. So I'm thinking, is if I, the day I don't give him a piece of myself, I'm going to lose. Uh, one day he didn't have a piece of me. I lost twelve hundred. That was my only losing day. So I'm very superstitious, right. and and I do believe in positivity, and I I do believe there's a little bit of white magic to what Phil Helmuth does. So until I book a losing session, I give him, I give him between ten and fifty percent of me, uh, depending. And uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not greedy. Okay, you know what I mean? Don't fix it. Yeah, listen, the thing I learned the most, and, and I didn't really really realize this until about 2008, and poker, listen, there, you know, you have Jason Coons of the world, uh, James Campbell of the world, that you have, uh, you know, Darren Elias. There's a lot of fucking unreal poker players, but poker is not about playing the best players in the world. It's about playing people where you're always the best player or in the top three. If you're playing nine-handed and you're one of the top three in the game, what is it? It doesn't make a difference if there's people who play better than you. It doesn't matter. You just If you're always one of the best players yeah. in the game, you're just going to win. So poker is about putting yourself, yeah, and it took me a lot of years to yeah. figure, a lot. Like, I used to play the biggest game no matter what. I'd play three-handed. I'd play anybody because my ego was so big. But then I realized, you know, poker's yeah, about everyone playing. everyone wants to see whose dick is bigger. Exactly. Yes. As big as your dick doesn't pay the bills. Exactly. I tell people that all the time. I'm not in a dick, a, a fucking dick fucking measuring contest. I'm here to get the money. And you would never win. I'm fucked. Exactly. Go fuck yourself, you motherfucker. Cocksucker. Hey, let me ask you a question, man. Don't take this offensive sure. or whatever, but I heard you, um, one of the last podcasts, you were talking about your uh, cash rate in the um, recent online WSOP. Yeah, I cashed 12 of 24. Cashed 12 of 24, made, finished 10th three times. Um, yeah, that's pretty good, you know. Uh, last three years, World that Series. Is good, but I remember when I used to play online for a living and stuff, like um, when your cash rate versus your final table rate is too high and shit, like you got to start adjusting. You ever thought about that? If you're winning too much, adjust? What am I going to adjust? <laughs> no, 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 it's not what I said. I uh, said if your cash rate is too high versus your final table rate, like your cash to final table oh, rate. Oh, know? yes. If you're you know just cashing about. and you're not getting to the final tables, yeah, I agree. Now, all three that I finished 10th, um, one of them I liked the way I 
played, but after thinking about it, I could have found a better spot. I just thought the guy knew who I was, and I had never three-bet one time, and I knew he was weak. I mean, he had ace-five suited. He called a re-raise versus me. Like, I'm always going to have him dominate. No, I had a a king-queen suited. I just thought he was yeah, weak. Yeah, that's a standard like, jam, though. I remember yeah, I but the thing that. about that hand is like, is like, uh, it, it's, uh, he, I mean, he's just, he's never ahead. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, as it turns out, he's 54%, but, but like, he's going to be like three to one dog almost every time. I thought I knew the player well enough to make that move. Yeah, you were at the bottom of your range jamming. There. Yeah. Like, I've seen you fold like eight, seven, eight. Yeah, six, you remember. I was folding to you on the. Yeah. yeah, I watched that. Like you, like no offense, but like those are plus EV gems. You have to take those. Yes. Like, yeah, but, sometimes they're going to snap you off with ace king and ace ten, ace yeah. jack in the big blind. But it's like you, those, like you I mean, still might I, I be thought, able to win. I, I your just, seventy thirty there. I felt the guy raising was raising too much, and I just I knew who the player was. I didn't think he would call my re raise. I was wrong, and it was a mistake on my part. I mean, I was playing way too good. Oh, uh, you four and you three I bed gems. Yeah, I should have just got got to the final table where it's nine-handed, use my instincts, get down to the final five, and then play poker from there. That's one thing that Helmut taught me, and I, I don't care what anybody says. I know he's right, and that's when you get to a final table, try to fucking get to the final three or four before you start playing poker and because that's where all the money's at. And you don't try and win it when it's nine-handed. And it's helped me out a lot. And I think I, you know, that move I made, the more I, me and Phil talked about this a lot, and he explained to me why I shouldn't have done it. And after talking to him, I, I do agree with him. I shouldn't have made that play. I just thought I knew the player and they would fold to me. And I knew they weren't that strong. I was wrong. And uh, that's okay. You know, yeah, but, but I mean, yeah. All that shit's easier said than done. It's easy to be result oriented, too. I always did stuff like that or whatever. But, like, I didn't know you three bet jammed it or whatever. I thought you just open jammed and he called with ace five. You know, he, 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 he opened and I three, I, he opened and I three bet jammed. Um, and I it literally, he had he like 10, he had 10 million in chips and I had 3.5 and he only opened for like 500. He only opened for like 500,000. So like me jamming 3 million is a third of his stack. He called it with ace five. I hate his call. You know what I'm saying? I really do. I hate his fucking call, but you I know what? I played tournaments in so long. I don't know. I have, you know, run a sim on it and see. Yeah, but, you know, sims are one thing and knowing your players are the other. Like, people wanted to ride Daniel for folding the Jack-10 when Phil barreled the second barrel big. Phil doesn't bet double barrel very often without it. And, yeah, they could say Daniel had three and a half bigs left. What's he looking to get? What a terrible fold. Now, I talked to Daniel about the hand during the hand, and he said I'd fold it again if it was the same thing. Now, the following day, I talked to him, and he says, ah, I should have gone with the Jack-10. I go, why? He's like, well, he goes, because of what, you know, I, even though I felt I was beat, he goes, I had enough equity to call, you know. But you know what? It's against Phil. I, if you're beat, people will be like, well, he only had three and a half bigs left. But people don't realize there was only like 30 bigs left in the tournament. So if Phil doubles, it's like seven to twenty-three. If Daniel doubles, now if he doubles, Are it's you like talking about in their sit and go. Uh, yeah, match? yeah. Now, now he doubles again. It's like fourteen for Daniel and like fifteen for Phil. So I, you know, I know it's yeah, it's I really wanna, shallow. I, say this. I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. everyone was talking about like like to be honest. I think Daniel's like you know twice as good as you know as a cash game three times as good as a cash game player is phil in my opinion mm-hmm. um i think he's got a lot of it figured out Me too. but as far as tournaments go 
Um, Silver has been winning tournaments and doing getting so deep so long because the motherfucker will raise fold with seven big blinds. Yes, and and uh, you know what? Lost don't do shit like that. And he's always right. Okay, that's again like he, he says apex predator shit. Um, I know he's fucking around, but you know he's right when he raises and they re-raise him and he folds. King ten, the guy has King Jack, and he has King Jack, and the guy folds, and he folds King Queen against King Queen for one big blind, and then he snap calls Ace ten. Give the guy credit, don't you think he sees something that you don't? I mean, yeah, for them to I say he that. doesn't, I mean, I, you know, he obviously probably, but he does because I do the same. I see things that nobody sees, and I'm eight, when I'm playing good, I can make that big fold, and it's about when when, when but they used to make fun of me. They used to say blockers or block this, I'm like, oh. Block my ass. I'm like, I'm like, fucking, I look at the guy. I know I'm fucking beat. My instincts tell me I'm beat. I fold. And see, if you're a great poker player, and I'm not saying a math, a perfectly math poker player, GTO poker player. I'm talking about a instinctive poker player that your instincts tell you when you're beat. Okay. Just like Daniel knew three times he called Phil in that head, in that sit and go. He was beat all three times. He paid him off. He said out loud he knew he was beat. Well, guess what? If you know you're fucking beat, you fold for the... What does it matter how much is in the pot? Pot odds don't mean shit if you know you're beat. That's all. Yeah, I know. That's easy to say, bro. But, like, oh, like, fucking Connor Drennan is one of the best satellite... I think he's, like, he's top two satellite players in the world. Right. And uh, he used to coach us playing heads-up, sit-and-goes back in the day. I've seen tens of thousands of hands playing heads-up, sit-and-goes. Mm-hmm. So when I knew that they were setting up this format of playing, if they were playing the... Uh, same format that Doug and Daniel played. Oh, yeah. Helmies has no chance. No chance. But playing in, with the blinds elevating every so often, yeah. you're only so big of a favorite when the blinds are well, 200. Yeah. That's the whole you thing. Have fucking, you know, Even 7K stacks of peace or, you, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's, you watched it for three hours where Daniel was the best player by far. and But then Phil got the one double up. He's sitting only four to one chip. And now all of a sudden... He wins two pots and and he's eat. that's why you can't lay a dollar eighty like Daniel's a dollar thirty five a dollar forty favorite. I'm surprised nobody's taking him up on the dollar fifty because I think a dollar fifty's too much because all Phil has to do is I be alive too. when the blinds come up and and and, and he, it just doesn't matter. And plus, Phil's not going to make the same mistakes and let Daniel completely dominate like he did the first time. Phil's not stupid. You know what I mean? He's just not. I talked about this a long time with friends of mine or whatever, like critiquing Phil Helmut's game and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I always came up with that he plays excellent versus poor players, like Ab- amateurs and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. that's how he could raise fold with five, six, seven, yes. eight big blinds. He plays great he versus bad players. Because he knows dude's not jamming on him white mm-hmm. or whatever. But, but l- here, let's, let's, just go, let's just go right to that. What are 90% of the people you're playing against in a tournament? They're bad players. Who gives a fuck about yeah, the 10%? Absolutely. Who cares if you're playing the ten percent that are better than you? Okay, Phil reads bad players better than anybody. He's got great patience. He does a lot of things good. Now I'll say it again: If Phil worked on his game, could he be one of the best? Yes, and his ego will not let let him. And I feel sorry for him for that. What do you think that. the incentive? I, I seen everyone was fucking raving about that Doug Polk fold, which I admit it was a great fold or whatever. But like, just because he was you know right in it, but like. I think uh, his speech gave him away in that. Of course, he gave it away. Anybody way with out a of fucking context for Phil to do, he's never way out of character. I mean, you know, to open jam there, and this is what he does. Phil, because Phil's been and the fact that he actually set blockers just fucked himself. I think. Yeah. No, he him talking got him fucked him. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I mean, absolutely. even even if then, he like just shuts up, it sits like a rock. Doug has to call there. I believe. Well, even then, this is what we. This is why the 
players are upset where Phil says, I'm the GOAT, I'm the GOAT. It's like that fucking just shove is just so bad. I mean, all he has to do is make like yeah, 15000 You know what I'm saying? He's never yeah, going to think exactly. he got the guy flopping straight. And then it's going to be hard to – and then he, he just let him get away from it. You know, so that's that still does that. You know, Phil. What is he trying to rep there? Like, really, really, and truly, what he's is he o- to rep he's there? Like, old school. Draw with an open ender or something. Nah, he's just old school, and he likes to protect his hands, right? And when he makes these big, huge raises, I mean, it's unorthodox. Like anybody will know. Like, like, like people that raise like that usually don't have it. And so, you know, he's been lucky where. JRB called a hundred thousand with Ace Jack. This other, so now he thinks everybody's just going to call a hundred thousand when he's got it. And, yeah, that guy's just a douche. Yeah, and so he just does it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Phil just needs to work on his game. If Phil worked on his game, if Phil just listened to me, like I listened to him, he's made me a better person. He's made me. He's helped me on my feet. He's a good man. Okay, but if he would just listen a little bit to me and say, "Listen, Phil, just try this, this, and this." And fucking just and put a little work in, people would respect him, and that's the that's where the locker respect is. And you know what? I don't blame him. I mean, I'm it. good at no limit hold them. Yeah, you are. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, go figure. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate the yeah, call. They... You have any other questions for either of us? No, nah, that's it. Y'all be good. You got it. Have Peace a great up. weekend, man. Love you, man. Take care. You too. Peace. All right. I think we have one more call. One more. One more, and then we're done. I appreciate you staying up this late, Ashley. No worries. We're good. It's anyway. Saturday. I'm enjoying my my relax. Okay, great. She got her next bottle of wine. Yeah, oh, she's got the second bottle of wine going? I love it. Oh, yeah. My husband was good. He brought me there. And then I, somebody in chat's going, what I got my Yeti. A guy in my poker game bought Hello? me a Yeti. What's up? Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. Let him try having fun. Hey, Mike. Kids. How you doing? You're on the line with me and Ashley Hines. How's it going? Hi. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm watching you on Twitch. I just uh, I can't believe you call me back. <laughs> well, of course we do. That's what we do here. We don't miss anybody's phone calls. So you got any questions for either of us? What are you doing? How's it going? Well, actually, I, actually, I wrote some down. I'm just sitting here. I'm drinking some suds. I'm playing on ignition. Oh, good. But uh, yeah, uh, I have some questions. It's both uh, uh, poker wise and uh, politically. Okay. Uh, my first question is are uh, what are your thoughts on if uh, Trump runs again? I think that it would be a mistake. Um, I, 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 I think that 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 um, it's not that 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 Trump's Trump's policies are great for the country, and it depends. Like if it, he's opening a social media company, it depends how good that goes. If that goes really yeah. really good, where he's got a hundred million people following him on that site. I think he will run again. I yeah. think for because I lean right, I don't think he's the right messenger. I think his policies are correct. I think we need a messenger like like Ivanka or even Jared. Um, I'm. Uh, hey, I like um, that. I like that. Pompeo. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't like Nikki Haley. I don't like Pompeo. Um, I like Tim Scott a lot. He's African American. He carries himself well. Uh, you know, I hate, I hate having to say that, you know, like, cause then I end up talking like the left does. I don't want to separate people by color, but unfortunately, if you have somebody on the right, that's African American, they can't call you a racist. Um, I mean, cause that's, right. that's I agree. what the left does. I agree with that, man. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's tough because like, uh, I'm 53 years old. I think we're pretty close to the yeah, same I'll be age. 53 in a month. So, yeah. 
and uh, uh, it just seems like uh, racist is like taking on like so many more meanings. I've never met a racist in my life. Hey, Ashley, have you ever met a racist? Not to my knowledge. Not really. Me neither. I did. In all fairness, we did have a white supremacist calling our show about in the middle of women. The middle. uh, He's a racist. He's the biggest racist there is. Uh, two, in, <laughs> yeah, we literally in 2000, the beginning of the show in like April 2018, we had a white supremacist come on the show uh, and, and he was explaining why Trump is the greatest and he's purging Mexicans and black people from the United States. He, he claimed that if you're born in Mexico, you're geologically less smart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was on the phone saying if you're born in Mexico, you're geologically less smart. If you're black or you're less smart, we had to hang up on the guy. He was a true, he was actually a racist. Like who, everybody knows that, that your your intelligence comes from, from education. Don't matter where you're born, if you're educated. Well, right. I, 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 I think education, I agree with you. I mean, yeah, I mean, going to school and stuff, but a lot of, uh, some of the best education comes from how you're brought up. Well, yeah. You know, your family. Yeah. And I was I came from a broken uh, uh, family. I mean, my mother was married multiple times, and they were all abusive, a lot of alcohol abuse and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I got to live with my grandparents, and I was raised right, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, education is a big part of it, but the social uh, part of it, like being with your grandparents, you know, good family, mm-hmm. a good, strong family is the core, you know. Yes. Well, that's what the left is but trying. I do. They're trying to get rid of the nuclear family. Black Lives Matter, on their, they took it down, but on their thing, it was like, we want them to have destruct the nuclear family. All right? This country is built on Judeo-Christian values. This country was built on family. All the people, all the crime are from fucking fatherless people. In, 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 right. they, listen, you go and get some girl pregnant, hey. you fucking man up and you be a father. You, I mean, this is what's right. wrong with the country. And, hey. and the left is pushing this divide, you know? Hey, Mike, I, I'm kind of fatherless, you know, but I had a father figure in my life, and that yeah, was my well, grandfather. Yes. So, uh, you know, I kind of agree with you, and I kind of don't on that one there. But I got a couple other questions. I just want right, to move on. I don't want you to cut sure. me off. Sorry about that. But uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on CNN uh, uh, talking about, like, they've been focusing on this, uh, what's his name, Matt Gates, down that Republican yeah. uh, representative down in Florida? That's a, that's a good question. But they don't want to talk about, but they don't want to talk about, Cuomo. Of course they don't, because they're fake you know, news. What do you think about they, the Matt yeah. Gates situation, uh, Ashley? Have you been following it at all? Oh yes, all what, about the. You think it's a political hit job, or what do you think? Sexual stuff, yeah. So I have liked Matt Gates Me ever too. since he came out, started speaking against people, mm-hmm. and calling calling him out in in the actual meetings. Yeah. It was funny. It was great. It was truth, and people. I guess criticized him because he was the first one doing it. He, Josh Hawley, mm-hmm. they were all speaking out against yeah. him when on an. AOC. I'm from Missouri, so I know Josh Hawley. <laughs> You're from Missouri. So, I'm, my my one of my close oh. friends is uh, is uh, uh, Billy Long. He's from he's a congressman from Missouri. Very good friend of mine. I li- I live in Columbia, Missouri. <laughs> yeah, he's actually going to be running for the Senate in 2022. It looks like so. Yeah, yeah it sounds oh, like oh, awesome. uh, our ex-governor. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He's an ex-military guy. He's the one that they basically forced out of office. I think Josh yeah. Hawley was our attorney general when that happened. Yeah. Uh, shit, I can't think of his name, but uh, 
I think he's going to run for that seat as well. Yeah, I think it's it starts with a B. Bear, Bear, B E A R D. Baird, is that could be right? The guy that left in Missouri. I might be wrong. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm gonna Google it real Ashley, quick. Ashley, what do you? I'm what, going to. I'm, 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 I'm gonna ask you my. Well, I'm sorry. I want to ask I'm gonna ask answer. you my other questions again. I'm so, yeah, uh, Ashley, finish your point where you were saying I, before I interrupted. I apologize about this. Uh, it's okay, Matt Cass. No, 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 no. Well, I want to hear what you have to say about it. I like. I like Gates. I like Holly. I like that they're standing up for things, regardless whether the media and the majority is trying to tear them down in false narratives. I like that. I. Do you believe this is a false n- narrative to over- overthrow the uh, Cuomo situation? I also like DeSantis. I... Do, do you think that... That's the... a tough one. I think Cuomo is a sick man. Yeah. I, I can't Cuomo. Oh, um, and Newsom. And... There's a big difference. There's a big difference in what's going on because, because Cuomo actually has people saying that he advanced onto them un, unwanted, you know, like they weren't like giving him consent yeah. to do what he did. Well, you, but with, with, uh, I guess, me. I mean, he was paying he if, I, if he did it, which <laughs> that's not I, I, Here's my opinion. <laughs> Ashley, tell me if you agree with me. I believe the whole sexual assault thing on Cuomo is also made up by the media because they want him out because they know what he did with the nursing home things. And if they get him out, it'll it's distraction. The whole Cuomo versus women is a distraction for the thousands he killed in the nursing home. That's my opinion. What do you think, Ashley? I haven't dug into that enough, but I could potentially see that, especially with the Me Too movement that came about. Everybody used that to distract everyone from the issues going on, and we're trying to divert everyone's attention. Kind of, you know, they always say that in magic. Penn and Teller talk a lot about that of, hey, you see this right in front of you, but over here is where the real stuff's going on, and we just don't want you paying attention to it. So we're going to divert your attention. I think that could definitely be going on. Do I think Cuomo's sick enough to do all of We're good at that. Yes. I mean, Give him an Emmy. Like, who does that? Yeah, an Emmy. An Emmy because he was doing Kill a pre- people. Exactly. And 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 so I believe I the Matt Gates right. thing. I believe the Matt Gates thing is a hit job to distract the what's going on at the border. I think it's to distract what's going on with Cuomo. They that's what they that's what the media does. You know, I again I don't believe that Cuomo did this yeah. to all these women. Nor do I believe Matt Gates did anything. I think it's all a distraction. Every time the media brings up something that's political, you have to look into it to say, why is the media bringing it up? Because our media is so corrupt, there's, they always have an agenda. So, I mean, is that a fair thing? Ashley, you agree with me what I'm saying there or what? Yeah. That is fair. Media skews everything to push a false narrative or push an agenda by money, control, and power. That's just what it is. It is and what it is. if people don't see that by now... I, it, you, it you seems, can't even convince them any. Well, they don't. you got to remember, Ashley. Most it people like, work. It seems like. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Mike. I was just going to say. It seems to me like like the media is. Uh, I mean, because you talk about collusion, you know, whether it be Russian or from anywhere, it seems like the media has the biggest impact on our on our elections. Of everything. On our democratic process today than any other. 
Well, um, I mean, just look outside what, influence. The reason why Trump won in 2016 is, was from social media. And what did social media this, do this year? They blocked anything yeah. right-leaning. They suppressed the Hunter, Hunter Biden story. They did everything they could to get to and, – and, and, and you, you can't have – a fucking yeah. media company, which they could say they're not. They're they're, they're a privately owned company. He, they're the, a fucking media the company. The Hillary Clinton stories. I mean, where did that go? <laughs> Whatever happened to the Hillary Clinton thing, you know? The, the thing is, it's just like yeah. vanished in thin air. They all do because they have to push a left-wing narrative. They do not tell the truth about anything. And anybody that will give me two hours of their time, I can prove it to you. Right, Ashley? No, I, I believe you, man. I You know, I've got my own oh. things. I got two quick questions. It's uh, short, sweet, and just want quick questions. That way uh, I'll let you go so you can end your show tonight. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk to you. I enjoy watching your show. But real quick, who do you think are the best poker players, online or live players? Hmm. Uh, Tournament or cash? Tournament or cash? I would say tournament because I'm only a tournament player. I mean, I think Darren Elias – is probably the best tournament player in the world. Um, him, Live. him, Jason Kuhn, James Campbell, uh, they're all up there. I mean, these guys, fucking Darren Elias has thir- 13 WPT final tables and four, three or four yeah. wins. I mean, who, who could say that? I mean, that's like, I've got five and I think, I think I'm like tied for like fourth all time. It's like the next one after 13 is like seven. And the next one after that is like right. five or six. So, I mean, you got to give him credit. And every time I play with him, uh, I, I, I thought he was um, the best. So he's pretty good. Um, All right. And that's a no limit, you know. Now you go to mixed games. Yeah. You know, you go to mixed games, you got, you know, you got people like Johnny, John Hennigan, you got me, you got uh, ODB, Gordo. Um, there's so many really good mixed game people that. I make at least two to three final tables in the 10K mix game every year, you know. So, um, and I haven't right. played mix game in a year, which that's all I did for for 20 years is play mix game. Uh, but I got invited to a to a pretty good private game during COVID, and now I'm a no limit player again. And I'm not gonna lie, I mean my no limit game is really good, and I did not believe I could get it to where it is right now again. Um, I honestly, I'll put myself against anybody and. And that's I'm not telling the truth. My talking about no limit and stuff, and and I didn't get involved in it. I lived in a small town here in Missouri. It was like at the time it was like 600 people, and I got interested in poker uh, after I got my first computer and uh, started playing on full tilt and stuff. And that's where it kicked off, you know, with money money maker and all that there. Mm-hmm. But I just wished I knew back then what I know today about playing poker. I mean, my God, I mean. The game has advanced so don't, far. Don't, don't we all? Don't we all wish? Listen, when I had tens of millions of dollars, and I was just—I mean, I'm not going to lie—I I, bur- I went through fucking ten grand like, like it was a quarter, and I would do it every weekend. I, right. I lived a good life, but I, if I knew what I knew today, like I, I took it for granted. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, was I better than everybody for ten years? Yeah. Okay, but once people got really good, I'm not going to lie—I didn't put the work in. Then I got injured, and yeah. you know things got you know bad for me. It wasn't listen. If it wasn't for my injury. You I burn. Was, you burn out. You burn out probably yeah. as well. I mean, that's probably a a thing to consider. I mean, well, I between two thousand and eight I mean, and two thousand and eleven, I was done playing poker. I mean, I played on full tilt. I played in the big high stakes cash games, 
But I didn't grind any day, every day anymore. I was set for life, and I was using my image and my name and my likeness to make lots of money. Yeah. Um, and then once the Black Friday hit, and like it, it was like seven months before I realized, holy shit, I got to go back to work. You know what I'm saying? So that was really right, hard on me. Right. You know, when you were set for life right. and, and you're not really playing full time and you're, you're just you're not thinking about playing poker to make a living again. So it was very hard on me. And it took me a, it literally took me about three years to really realize, you know, you, you can't be playing 400, 800 every day. Um, there's yeah. no income in case things go bad. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, with, with, with that said, I, I you know, I, I, it took me a while to adjust. And once I adjust, bottom I, line is the bottom line is is we live and learn, right, man? <laughs> listen, I mean, I, I said the bottom line is is that we live and learn. Uh, yeah, I remember in two thousand and two, somebody asked me, "They're like, God, Mike, you're so fucking good. What do you do with all the money you you make playing poker?" I said, "What do I do?" I said, "I play higher. What do you think I do?" You know, and that was really my mental state because I was so good. And people were, it was so easy for me. That's just my thought process. Now, after Black Friday happened, everything happened, then I had the injury where I lost everything. You know, I can look back and say, I wish I would have saved the millions and millions that I had. But yeah. you, you oh, can't yeah. live in the past. You know, you got to move forward. Like me and Ashley were talking earlier, you know, you got to, in life and in poker, you can't dwell on the past. You got to believe in God. Right. You got to believe that. I mean, it's. You it's just, gambling. It's it's gambling, and that's the bottom line. Yeah, you gotta know. You get you gotta you gotta have rules, and you gotta follow them. You know, <laughs> I think that's the thing is you gotta have rules, and you gotta follow them. Mike, yeah. I have one last question. It's a, and then I'll let you go so you can end your show. But I want to first say it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Uh, I'm honored. Okay. But my last my last question because I'm an online player. I live in Missouri. I got a couple casinos within a couple hours drive and I love playing light poker and I'm what, really what do you what do you it. normally play what I, limit what limit do you play oh I just play the small the small cash games and I'll play the small buy-in the, yeah, the well, small buy-in I mean, you should, you, if I you want, got your kind of money yeah Mike. Matt, but if you want like if you want like if you want to play in my home game uh you email mouth poker at yahoo.com we have a one two no limit and a one two PLO that goes every day uh, it's a real good game. Okay. I mean, you could grind out five hundred, a thousand a week, he, easy in the game. It's a pretty soft game. Okay. I mean, if if we get oh. any really good players, in, we, look, kick, we kick them out. I will look we it always, up. We always kick them out when they get good, soft. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. But my last question is, as far as online sites go, I don't know if you play online. I mean, I watch like some of the high stake grinders on ACR. That's right. kind of like my go-to site, even though I don't really trust it. But mm-hmm. as far as trustworthiness. What sites do you trust the most? I mean, uh, you know, I mean, if you live in the United States, like, I, I mean, I'm friends with the CEO of ACR, Phil Nagy. Um, you know, he's a nice guy. He plays a lot of times in our home game, um, in our private game. But uh, I know he works mm-hmm. hard. Uh, he gets a kind of a bad rap. Uh, I like the guy. Uh, I think overall he's a pretty good guy. Um, and he's trying to care about poker. Uh, I know a lot of people yeah. on the outside want to give him a hard time, but in all fairness, he is open in the United States. He's taking all the risk. He's living in Costa Rica, you know. So, I mean, I'm comfortable well, he, playing there. He's, he's he's brought ACR a long way. I'll give him that. Yeah, he has. And I don't I don't have any more questions. I'm mean, I'm assuming you're just going to say ACR was your answer yeah. there. <laughs> I mean, it's just like right? I mean, I do believe that poker is going to be legalized soon. Um, 
as much yeah. as I hate it's the fact there. that Sheldon Adelson passed away, um, I know the people in the poker, they want to just say bad things about him, but the man was yeah. a, a generous man. He gave millions and millions and millions to Israel. He gave millions to to so many people. And, you know, the poker world's going to hate him. Well, he was against online poker. Well, I mean, there's a reason why he was against online poker. I'm not a big online poker fan myself. You know, I know what yeah. it did to me. I know. I, th- I think everybody would rather play live yeah. unless you're like one of those people that just like, I mean, hell, I, I see people playing 16 tables at a time. If And there's people that play more. And I can't. I, I just can't fathom I, how you put. Your, I play. I play two your, tables, and I time out every time. So I don't even know yeah, how, how people's you, brain how works do you like put that. Your best self out there, you know. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. I've I I watch Sean D play. I'm thinking like, how in the fuck is he going up for all these tables? Like like I can't. I time out at two tables always and over. So I don't know how they do it. Sometimes. I, I can time out at one. <laughs> Me too. I time but, out at one all the time too. But, so I don't know how they do it. But anyway, it was we, good talking to you. Too, my man. It was good me. talking to you. And, and the last thing I wanted to say was the person I was talking about that was running for uh, Senate in Missouri that used to be the governor was yeah. Eric Greitens. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. I don't know if you've heard of him or uh, not, but I yeah, he, he was our governor and they kind of forced him out. And that was kind of a Josh Hawley's hand. So it'd be kind of interesting to see him and Josh Hawley being yeah. uh, the two senators that are representing it should, Missouri it should, now. It should but, be, uh, it should be you have a good night, my you man. Have a good one. All right. Well, that was good. So Ashley, you know, I want to, you know, I'm going to ask you this. Um, and, and, and for all the listeners out there, listen, like they all, the left wants to push the narrative that the election is fake news, that it was stolen. It's all fake news. But when you show them, and and, and, and I don't want to just like put this out that the election was stolen. Okay, look at all the fucking, the, 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 all the numbers, right? Trump increased his number four to 6% across the board in every county, every state, except for the four biggest swing states that they stopped counting at 10 p.m. at night on election day when he was way ahead. They came back and gave 98% of all the things left to Biden. I mean, the, all the poker players that watch, they say they're a math guy. Postal was guilty, 100%. Well, look at the math on the election. It's not physically possible that he could have lost. Am I right or wrong when I say this? 100% right. Um, I've had this debate with so many people. Mm-hmm. And what do they say? <laughs> Most of them have no answer. They just right. give me a blanket statement. Well... Biden won. Biden won. He had 80 million votes. See, nobody's contesting it. You can't get into the Supreme Court. You can't do anything. If everything in the, you know, let people think logically here. Mm -hmm. If everything in the government is corrupt, every aspect of it, you've you've got the House, the Senate, everything that's corrupt. And then you've got teachers, education, the media, everything we're shoving down your throat. Mm -hmm. Ads, TV shows that you watch basically being all about COVID, all about this, all about the issues, all trying to racially divide you. Everything that you are centered around is all about that. There is no way that you're going to convince me ever that Biden won. It's it's just not going to happen. Trump was dead. 11 p.m. hits. I don't know how many of our, you know, viewers watch 
Steven Crowder, but that's somebody that I watched that. Oh, he's Crowder. the best. He Change my views. Steven Crowder. He's the best. Change my mind. Change love my mind. Crowder. Yeah. yeah, me too. Absolutely. Love Crowder. Love the Hodge twins. Love Candace Owens. All yeah. of those people. Yeah. He on election night was commentating everything. They stopped because they said the ballot stopped. Mm -hmm. They came back and there is this huge spike. Mm -hmm. You cannot tell me there is no mathematical statistic in the world, it's an anomaly. Yeah, you can't. I agree because it's impossible for a direct graph to just go straight up. Straight up, that doesn't happen. It went straight well, up at one a.m. in all of the swing states. That's it. You can't do. Statistic people have analyzed it. There's been what was it called? It was called like kineography. It was done by that Joseph Pulitzer guy, the one who testified at the hearing and hacked into the Dominion system in the middle of the hearing. Right, right, and was showing votes could be manipulated and could be sent overseas and so forth. And the fact that Italy, China, Iran, all of them were influencing the election and changing things, along with the fact that China was sending over fake ballots, which could all be identified by the fact that none of them were mailed. Right. If they were mailed, they would have crease and you would have the kinetic technology on it. Mm -hmm. He was he was posing all of that to every single state's meetings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and nobody could refute the evidence. Yes, and I no tell, one could. I tell people all the time to follow Stephen Crowder. He he tells it like it is. You know, he there, there's like no not. And I wish I could debate him on the issue. Uh, debate uh, people on the left on the issues like he can. Like I'm pretty educated. You're pretty educated, but like he doesn't ever miss. Like if he wants, if they want, if he wants somebody on the left to call in his show, you know, change his mind. That whenever he puts him to the test. They just can't because he's always right. And that that's the thing. It's like, and they, what are they going to call him? He's a, a white supremacist because he's telling the truth, you know? That's he was, what he was famous. Banned. Yeah, yeah, I know he was banned. The thing, it famous to change my mind, the going to analyze the people of Vegas that had fake addresses that had been registered in multiple places or places that weren't even a residential address. But were I know that's true. I know that's true. Plus, I know about that's eight poker players that voted twice. Me was nuts and nobody's being prosecuted for it and they're getting mad at him for calling it out he's getting taken down on youtube twitter on facebook facebook's banned him yeah, but youtube banned him within the past like four or five days they won't yeah, even let him yeah. talk about it but all he is doing is providing factual evidence that they don't want it out they don't want if the facts out i agree yeah. If you're censoring information, history has shown that you're trying to shove an agenda, agenda down someone's throat. Right. It doesn't matter what your viewpoint is. That's what they're trying to do. And I feel like that's what they're trying to do with everything, with COVID. With COVID. With of course, everything. Power, money, and control. A hundred percent. And you know what? You know, people, I have a lot of people that listen to the show. We get, you know, five, 10,000 people each week that listen. And, you know, to have someone on that, that, literally thinks everything I say to a T like you do. We, me and you are not crazy. Okay. We, when we're bringing this up to people, we're not fucking crazy. We do our homework. We do our searching. We, like you just said about Crowder with the, with the, all the info on Nevada. You think I haven't looked all that up? I know it's true. I know Philadelphia is the most corrupt city in the world when it comes to votes. All those votes came in 96%. At, like in the, at, the, at the same time, all you have to do is look at the graph. There's one spike between one and two that's insane. And then the whole way, everything else 
is very is equal. The entire thing. It's just not physically possible. So no. I don't want to just say it. It's no fact. Tried it. And the fact that we're in an industry with people who are so persistent on, on math, math. Yes. It's staggering. Yes. I really can't look at them or have a conversation anymore because they're all just sitting here saying that I'm crazy and I'm going, look at the evidence. And they're like, what evidence? It never got brought to court. It got dismissed because oh. everything's a bunch of BS. And I'm sitting here going, you think logically with your brain. There is no way that that would ever happen. And you know it wouldn't. So why are you trying to defend it? Why? To defend the vote that you had? To not be wrong? That's fine, but I just, I I don't buy it. I don't accept it. And I never will because I know the truth. I know where stuff lies. And I know if people are trying to shut you down and shut you up, it's because you're on the target. That's what happens. If if Biden really won, why do they give a fuck what Steven Crowder says, what I say, what you say, what everybody, all those people that we know on the right that have been censored and been taken down, what do they care what they say? We're in a country of free speech. Because we know we know the truth. We can prove it, okay? We can prove it with analytics. We can prove it with the math. We can prove it in anything. Whether the courts took it up or not, who gives a fuck what the courts did? They only had a certain amount of time to prove their case before the election was decided. That's it. But anybody that, that's why they're being taken down. Anytime they're being, anytime the media is censoring somebody, you know you're on to something. I agree 100%. That's it. You. You know, too, when they're condemning everything that they put forth in front of you, take Newsom, for example, all of his policies that he was making implemented in California to do everything. But then you come back and he's got, what, 1.5 to 2 million recall signatures. Yeah. Yet when I come out and they want to verify everyone's signatures for ID for the recall, but you won't do it for a vote for an election. And, you you know, and and this whole thing, let's go back to this vote. What's going on in Georgia where Major League Baseball's pulled out? Yeah. All these stuff. They didn't read the fucking bill. The fucking bill just says, what's wrong with saying you need an ID for a mail-in ballot? These motherfuckers. This is not racist. They're not suppressing any votes. You need a fucking ID to get a... Delta, tell Delta... Do you hear what Tucker said yesterday? Try going on a plane. Tell Delta you're not... You, you have no ID, okay? And, and then and video record it all and send it to him and to see what they fucking say. You think they're going to let him on a plane? But they want to call it racist because the GOP wants people to have an ID to vote? Cocksucking motherfuckers? Sorry. I get very... Very, very upset about this. It's insane to me. And yet the MLB has in their rules and guidelines for a will call pickup. You have to have a voter ID. So what? I can just show up. Yeah. Is that racist? If a black person wants to pick up his ticket with voter ID, is that racist? And the thing is, is like, listen, a lot of things Aubrey Huff says is a little bit off the cuff, but he fucking tells the truth. You know, 50% of baseball are conservatives. Believe it or not, they are. And so when they're pushing this, I mean, he's right. These baseball players need to stand up for what they believe in instead of letting baseball run over them. I think what Major League Baseball did is disgusting. I think this Jim Crow pushing, this narrative that they're pushing, not one person read the bill. I challenge anybody listening to my show to read the bill in Georgia and tell me what they say and what they're pushing is racist. I'll give anybody $10,000, anybody that's listening to the show, that they could prove, show me one thing in that bill that's fucking racist. They're a bunch of lying communist fucks. Sorry. Had to get that out. 
You there? I'm here. I'm sorry. I can't help myself, but I'm just, I challenge them all. I challenge anybody. Come on my show next week. I'll give you $10,000 if you could prove one thing in that bill is racist. I read the fucking bill. I'm going to start working on it. I need 10 grand. Yeah. You're not, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Racist because they want a fucking ID to vote. And most of the poker players are like, what are you talking about? I have to use an ID every time I vote. Yeah, in Nevada. How about in Cal? What do you think? California's bright blue? California ain't bright blue. It's bright blue because they fucking let every illegal fucking vote because they don't have, you have a voter ID in California. Motherfuckers. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. Can't help myself. My family actually went to go visit California in the middle of that and they called me and showed me a huge Trump rally going on in San Francisco in the Bay. It was massive. Absolutely massive red wave. I mean, have you ever seen the way Trump lost California? Have you seen the energy around the country for Trump? The energy was unbelievable. I mean, the energy because they it wasn't people say, oh, you follow Trump and you believe everything he says. You're you're in a cult. You're really not, because I know everything when Trump lies. And if you're anybody's a poker player that follows it, you know, when the guy lies and he takes makes a lot of white lies. But you know what they why the media and, and they had to get him out. It's when he goes up in front of his rally and he says, well, People in the Pentagon don't like me. They're part of the military industrial complex. They want their fucking wars. That's what they hate Trump for. They don't give a fuck when he says there's 50,000 people at my fucking rally and there's only 35. They can give a fuck. They only care when he talks about the military, all the fucking truths. That's what they're guarding against. That's all. You agree? I agree. I think he tries to take credit for everything that's not his, too, which is incredibly frustrating to listen to oh. and the fact that they can get away with it makes I mean, you sick. I mean, listen, it's like we know that Trump is not the, is, as a flawed human. I mean, they want to tell me and tell you like, oh, why do you fucking back Trump? He's such a Wrong. piece of shit. Well, okay, Nobody's we, perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah, make you mistakes. are fake news. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> we make mistakes. We all make mistakes. And yeah, is he a narcissist? Yes. Is he very, very, but if you don't think he cares Wrong. about this country, the guy bled for this country. You think that guy was doing six rallies a day at 72 years old just to win an election? He's doing it because he cares. You know, look where the energy was. I mean, it was, if he don't get COVID, I think he wins the election. I think he does another 25 rallies in Pennsylvania and Arizona. I, I mean, he only, people don't realize he lost the election, even though I don't believe he lost, by 42,000 total votes out of 180 million. You know what I'm saying? And people are like, there was no widespread voter fraud. I'm like, I don't say there's widespread voter fraud. All you got to do is flip 20,000 out of 180 million votes, and he wins the presidency. His net worth went down while he was president. Yeah, I know. His net worth went down over a billion while he was a president. Yeah. yeah, who took office to lose money? Exactly. Yeah. And they'll be like, He's the only politician in history who has ever lost money. Yeah. If you look at Biden, if you look at Pelosi, you look at AOC, you look at all these people, they made hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars. The yeah. Clintons are the worst example. The worst. You start with hundreds of thousands that are worth like 17, 18 million dollars with just their foundation in a matter of a year. Yeah. They, they, and then when Trump won the presidency, they had like 140 million because they were so sure she was going to win. And the yeah. Clinton Foundation was worth nothing in, in, in less than a year. But what does that show you? That shows you corruption. 
That doesn't show you anything but corruption because they have the media on their side. And if you have the media, you, there's no way and anybody could win. So they thought they, they didn't think anybody could beat her. And then when he, but he had this, now that now they have all, the, and, and Cernovich said in 2016, if they don't do something about the censorship on social media, the Republicans will lose 2020. They will steal it. And that's exactly what they did. Okay, the, 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 the shadow banning started in 2016 and it got worse and worse and worse. And, you know, all the people on the right that were taken off of social media. I think I heard it was two point eight billion billion impressions, two point eight billion with a B were, were, were literally censored off social media. You know, every and, person followed who was a conservative was completely white. Yeah, wiped, completely wiped off social media. And anybody that tells me we live in a country of free speech, even if you're on the left and you're following this show, I want people to ask me, do you want people to have a different view of you, of, of the world, censored and taken off? If you do, then then you're not for free speech and you're not for, this, for, for what the country stands for. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. as much as I hate people on the left, I want them to keep pushing their no, views no. that are empty because the Democrats are, are just an empty leftist vessel that just will say anything racist and div- divisive to fucking get power. That's they have no solutions on any policy whatsoever. Zero. Word. You don't hate people on the left. That's a strong word. I didn't use, did I say I hate people? I said I don't you hate people. You said you hate people on the left. That's a oh, I don't word. hate anybody on the left. I'm sorry. If I said that, I apologize. No, I just, I know you don't mean that. No, I don't hate anybody on the left. I said, I hate the censorship. If somebody was saying, if somebody's on the left and, and they told me, well, Mike, this is this and this, I'm I'm going to listen. Ashley, do you listen to your friends on the left when they tell you something? I do. Yeah. I have people people ask me all the time why I don't just block everybody or censor out their views because they're different than mine. And right. I said, because if you do that, you're creating a one-sided viewpoint that you're never going to get somebody else's perspective Correct. or how they feel about a different situation solely because your personal views align one way. I'm not about shutting people up for that reason. I do block and mute a whole lot of people, but I hate to say it. I'm a female conservative married woman with four children in the poker industry. Mm -hmm. And I'm a home builder. I am literally dominated in a male industry in every single aspect of everything that I do. 100%. 100%. So I have to mute and block a lot of people. And most people, I just don't care to hear what they have to say, or I won't give you a response. So if you're just going to troll me, I could usually just care less. Yeah. But when it comes to that aspect, yes, I think it is dominated 100% in that in that view. Yeah. And, and, and let's just say this way. If everybody on the left, let's just say eight people come up to me on the left, I will listen to everything they have to say. When I yeah. try and show them why they're wrong and they, they don't want to listen. Now, what kind of country could you live in? Now, my friend Ashley, my other, I have another Ashley in my life that, that we talk every day. She's a liberal, right? And we discuss every fucking time a bill comes up, what's going on. And I show her, you know, she's like, oh, it's racist what they're doing. You know, trying to, I go, Ashley, show me what they're doing. They're, all they're doing is saying they want ID. That's all on the, on the mail-in ballots. How is that suppressing a fucking vote? It's like like you follow Scott Adams. Like he's not even on the right, but he points out how how corrupt the left is because he, he shows he's like give me he goes he goes somebody email me show me where any African American that votes in in Georgia doesn't have an ID. They can't because it's a false narrative. It's a fucking lie. They just want to push no ID so they can steal elections. I mean, who in the world is not for ID for voter ID? I don't care what side you're on. Who could who is? 
right? Who could possibly be? Oh, no, I think it's racist to ask people for ID. That's a lie. That's a fucking liberal fucking lie. Use an ID for everything. Use an ID if you get pulled over. Use an ID if you're going in for medical help. You literally use an ID for every aspect of your life to verify your identity. So why would you not use it for that? There is no, it it makes no sense. Because to argue or to push an agenda of, it's a racist point of view. It's a difficult point of view. We can't use it because it benefits one thing, but it doesn't benefit us in the other. That's why they're trying to shut it off because they know it's going to ruin them otherwise. And it's going to show fraud. It's going to show that authentication was not correct. It's going to show certifications were wrong. You just can't argue it. So so I am on the, the, you tell me if you agree with this view or not. If everybody that votes, could only vote once because you have to use an ID to vote so you can't vote in multiple places like they do now. Um, I believe the country's about 15 million, 10 to 15 million on leaning conservative that over liberal. Um, And there's like over 20 million, maybe more. Um, That's my view of it. That's why they know. That's why they're pushing for for the the, the anti for these election laws where they could get mass mail and ballots with no ID. That's why they're pushing for the illegals to come through. I mean, there's no other reason. It's not even possible that you could push for all these kids to get raped. Forty four percent of women that cross that border, even if they're fucking five years old, if they're female, they get raped. Who in the who could be for that? They're for that because for power. And uh, maybe I'm wrong. But uh, I, I could prove that I'm right. That's all. I agree. Yeah. I could prove of a lot of factual evidence that you're right and that that's, that's their whole agenda. Yeah. You wouldn't have world things happening, wars, controls, stock markets. Everything. There, look, see, look at the stock market, okay? All the poor got poorer since COVID started, and the rich, <laughs> the rich went up $28 trillion, $2 trillion in, in value, like anybody that had a hundred grand of their name, they could have invested it in any stock on March 30th, any stock on the stock market, and they would have tripled their fucking money, a minimum, right? So everybody got rich as fuck, and the poor people stayed poor with no jobs and no school to go to, and more. And what are they doing? They're giving out mass amounts of bailout money, two trillion, two trillion. Now they want to give another two trillion. What are they doing? They're giving people money to buy their fucking votes and they don't give a fuck what anybody does. And it's a blind person. If you just look into what me and you were saying, it's just the truth. I, I'm sorry. I, I wish I could say you different, but it's just not. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. Well, Ashley, I appreciate you coming on. I hope you had a good time. Uh, I did. We, uh, you know, we uh, we appreciate you calling in, coming in. And uh, and I and uh, we had a good talk and. uh you know, listen, it's good to under if people could say what they want about you. Crazy Ashley, she lost all this money betting after the election, you know. And the truth of the matter is, if I thought that well, I know what the truth is. If I thought that they would let the truth come out, I would have bet as much as you did. But I believe they would never let Trump win and I believe they would turn down every lawsuit and they just want the right one and them out as bad as the left. And uh, that's just my opinion. And that's the only reason why I, w- I, did, I wouldn't have made the bets you did, even though I agreed with you 100%. So, you know. I appreciate it. You know, whatever, you know. It's like, oh, Matt Glantz told me to tell you to unblock him. He really likes you. <laughs> I said, all right, I'll talk to her. I'll talk to her, get you unblocked. He's a good man. He is, a, he is a little bit, he is a little brainwashed, but he, he at least he's aware of how corrupt our media is. So it, hey, that, that you can allows- tell him I want 
100% support his daughter and her ninja stuff. You know, yeah. her ninja warrior. I follow her. Yeah. So he's good. He texted me Matt, the other day. He said, Hi, Matt. I love you. I just can't deal with you and your talk half the time. So well, I had to. The thing is, is he loves to get people riled up on both sides of the aisle. Yes. So he'll push, he'll push a left wing agenda get people like me and you riled up. Then he'll push it on a little bit on the right and he'll get all the liberal poker players riled up. He's and a he, troll. He's man. a troll. Yeah. He just gets off on it. You know, he's a good man. I mean, he's one of my best friends actually. And uh, I don't have anything bad to say yeah. about Lance as a person. As far as his Twitter, I'm not exactly the biggest fan. Yeah, because he's, yes, a, he's, he's a troll. Uh, yeah. But it, you know, it's okay. That's what Twitter to me is toxic. I it's so toxic. It. Oh my god! It's if you so if you're in a good mood and you want to be in a bad mood, just fucking go just on Twitter. On. Yeah, I mean everybody that that like. Did, did you see Cernovich? Now he blocks all his mentions, so you don't see what anybody says anymore. And he says, "Oh my god!" He's like, he goes, "It's like I actually enjoy Twitter now because he doesn't have all those people saying bad things. You know how they troll, they call white supremacists, whatever the fuck they call it. You know what I'm saying? So now he has it where you have the block of all the mentions. So I'm going to try that. I guess that just came out like a month ago where you could block your mentions, and so then you don't get in the toxic part of Twitter. I'm not on Twitter enough. I literally the whole reason I ever created a Twitter was because when I was on Poker Night in America and they had to do the live thing on Twitch right. and uh-huh. had to do broadcasting, they told us that we had to create a Twitter so that they could tag our names. Right. And so I did it. I I really wish I would have never. Like I absolutely hate Twitter. It's, it's toxic. awful. My I only- least favorite social media, but you know, I'm more prevalent on Facebook and Instagram, but yeah. I keep everything private. I, I go, my, I go on Twitter like once private. a week. Yeah, I go on Twitter once a week uh, just to see what what they're spinning, uh, <laughs> and maybe I'll throw. A, but I used to go on it every day. I was so miserable. I mean, if you really want to hate yourself and have a miserable life, go on Twitter. I mean, that's really the most toxic place I've ever been in my life. So it's so bad. Yeah. There, there's no contest about it. It's 100 percent toxic. People just go on there just to try to make you feel like crap. So, I mean, I know we could sit there and talk all night about different things uh, because we align about everything. But listen, I wanted to have you on. I thought uh, having somebody that understands what's going on in the country that that they all think I'm fucking nuts. I I try and tell (laughs) them. I try and tell them there's okay, like 75 million voted for Trump, and fucking 45 million of the 75 think exactly the way we do. And for for that in itself, that in itself, there's not 75 million racists in this country. There ain't even 40 million racists in this country. For us to for 40 40 45 million to think identical to us, people that don't think like us should at least look into why we have these views instead of just saying we're racist or we're crazy. That's all I ask. Is that a fair question? I think that's super fair. I wish people would do more research before they would come at you with just their sole opinion Mm -hmm. instead of looking into how the media portrays it, how they look on both sides and do a fair analysis yourself. Mm -hmm. Do a pro con. I don't feel enough people do that for anything these days. They just sit here and they take whatever the government tells you, whatever the media tells you. We're just going to sheepishly. I know people get mad about the term sheep, but that's literally what it is. You're just blindly following whatever somebody told you because they say that it's good for everybody, but you have no knowledge about it. Right. That I listen, if you just tell me, I tell people all this, like me and like Daniel, when he was way far on the left in 2016, 
All he did is repeat what he saw with Anderson Cooper because that's all he watches Anderson Cooper every day on CNN, yes. right? And I told him, you know, once I got into his head about how corrupt our media is, I mean, Daniel's like, as far as like, like, and again, I don't want to say anything in his head, but as far as on social issues, yeah, he's on the left. He's liberal. I'm liberal on the social issues. I don't give a fuck what, who fucks who. I really don't, you know, but you know, when it comes to money wise, like Daniel's pretty conservative. I mean, his views are very aligned on the right. He doesn't want to admit it, you know, but they are. Oh, you know? Have- and that was very surprising to me. I was I floored to see his tweet. Yeah. Oh, you, the one he put out yesterday about the transgender thing? I mean, yes. me, I was surprised he threw that out there, too. You know, but he, he's just telling. I don't even think that's a left or right issue. That's the fucking a plus one plus one is two issue. I don't I mean, I just <laughs> listen. I don't care who's transgender. Just don't push five year olds that don't know what a boy or a girl is into making a decision on whether they want to be a man or a female. If they're 18 years old, they could do whatever the fuck they want. If they're fucking five to 12 and their their mother wanted a daughter, but they got a son. So they say they're transgender and they raise them as a fucking daughter. To me, that's child abuse. I might be wrong. I'll say it out loud. I apologize I to anybody who's transgender because I love everyone. But anybody that wants to tell me it's not child abuse. When, when I was fucking 11 years old, I mean, I didn't know. I, I remember going. I, I'm gonna make make you make you laugh a little bit, but I was like in fourth grade, and and I went with this girl in the swing, this little this little rocket ship. We went up there, and she's like, "You show me mine, and I'll show you hers." Me, and I'm like, "What the fuck is she even talking about?" Right? I mean, I was 11 years old, right? And they're telling me that fucking you're five years old, you could decide if you want to be a male or a female. That's child abuse. That's what your fucking parents decide for you. I mean, yes. am I right about this or wrong? Do you agree with me or no? I think you're 100% right. I can't, I can't begin to tell people that if that's the case, I almost challenge them go watch that episode with Steven Crowder, where he does the, uh, the two genders and he says, change my mind. Mm-hmm. And he's literally sitting on the campus asking people to come up to him with a logical explanation of why he needs to view it differently right. because he's like, look, you're either born as a male or you're born as a female. There's no difference here. Mm-hmm. If you want to change it, that's fine. But don't sit here one day and clear yourself and say, oh, hey, I'm a chipmunk today. I'm a freaking dolphin tomorrow. Right. I'm a male today. I'm changing. I'm going to be a female. You right. can't change your biological identity. If you want to change yourself, that's fine. Yeah. Totally. You I know, mean, we'll accept you, whatever. In all fairness, if I wanted to be if I, if I wanted to be a fucking jerk off. I could just walk into the fucking ladies event at the World Series and they're like a thousand for male or 10,000 for male, 10,000 for female, a thousand for female. I'm going to be like, I could just say I identify as a female today and you're going to let me in. (laughs) And what I mean, I would never do it. Like what Sean Deeb did in 2008, I thought was ridiculous. But like even he put a tweet out. (laughs) Yeah, he brought a tweet out and said, boy, if I was if I did what I did in 2008 today, he goes, nobody would say a word. They would laugh and go along with me. And I'm just like, how is the World Series of Poker going to get away with a thousand for female, 10,000 for males now with 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 the way they can't? I mean, I would never do it. I mean, if somebody put a gun to my head, I would never do it. But I mean, there's a lot of guys would be like. That are like their, their their A games a six or a seven. Be like, they'll see a spot where they can make a big score, and they're going to do it. And I just think it's all because they've done this with this ridiculous fucking separation of people. I 
I don't even get it, man. I mean, listen, if you want to be 18, you want to decide you want to be a female, I mean, fine. If you want, like, like I was I was eight years old, and my hero was fucking Bruce Jenner. He was on every Wheaties box in the oh, world. He was considered the best. At, when you won the decathlon, you were considered the best athlete in the world. I mean, is it hard for me to say he's a fucking woman now? That's just, like, devastating to me. You know what I'm saying? But he's he's a, he's an older guy. If he wants to be a woman, that's good for him. But you fucking the, they have these shows. They're showing five year olds, and he's like, you have kids go up there and they go, "I'm a girl." No, you're not. Your mother's telling you that, you fucker. You know that's that's child abuse to me. That's all. Yeah, you can't take them seriously. Yeah, it's just sad. These kids are so brainwashed by these liberal fucking parents. I how anybody could do that to their kid. I mean, look look at Angelina Jolie's kid. She's 11 years old. She's a boy now. Give me a break. Give me a he ra- She raised her to be a boy. The kid doesn't know shit in the first 11 years. Give me a break. Anyway. You adapt yourself to your environment. If that's the environment that you're growing up in, then obviously that's what you're going to know and that's what you're going to seek. That's, so, that's where all the white supremacists come it- from. All the hate comes from people that are they're just whatever. They're just like our, the people that are that are struggling to survive. That's because they're born with a fatherless uh you know, household, they're born with no money. They have to do whatever they can to survive. And you're right. You're whatever your, your, your environment is, is how you're going to turn out. And that means in this country, I want to see the world become a better place. That means we've got to help with the education in the African-American and the Latino areas. And even the poor, they want to talk about, I mean, did you see that law in Oakland that the poor people get 500 bucks, but if you're white, you don't, did you see that one? Yeah, I mean that there <laughs> can't be. The most racist. That's the most racist thing I've ever seen. So if you're a poor person but you're white, you don't get five hundred. But if you're yeah. black or Latino, you get five. Are you kidding me? How could anybody in their right mind who's listening to this show go look it up if you don't believe me about the Oakland uh, thing uh-huh. that they passed where you get five hundred bucks, but if you're white, you don't get shit. That's a real fucking policy that was put in place. I know people think like I make shit up. Go look it up yourself. You know, not made up. Yeah. All right, Ashley. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. Um, honestly, Thanks. keep your faith in God. Keep putting out the good word. I uh, I wish you and your family the best. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. As to you, Mike. Thanks for having me. You'll yeah. have a blessed night and have you a happy have Easter. Have a happy Easter. God bless you and your family. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. Bye guys. Right, bye bye. So um, that was really good to have Ashley on. Um, it was good to talk with somebody that is thinks exactly like me, um, not just somebody that... She's pretty, and yeah, she's smart. Yeah, very very smart, pretty, knows what's going on. Um, and then, uh, listen, I'm not here to change people's views. I'm just... I've said this since 2016. Just do your homework. Study what the media, the lies the media pulls out. Every time you hear the media tell you what's going on, Go look yourself because the media is lying to you 90% of the time to push an agenda. And I could prove it to anybody. That's all I ask. So, um, you know, it's a good week. Uh, you know, Phil just called me. I was going to answer. Uh, we'll have Phil on uh, next week to discuss the match with Daniel. You know, he need, I would have him on tonight, but it got, we got started a little bit late, so we weren't able to. Uh, but it's going to be good to t- for people to call in. And listen, he deserves a little bragging, you know, uh, to go around the poker world because the motherfucker came back from 3,000 to 97,000 against a guy that wanted to destroy him. 
and anybody that, no limit hold them. And anybody that didn't think that Daniel wanted to embarrass them, they're crazy. And to come back and win that, um, I mean, not only did he get a, a fucking punch Daniel in the face, he got to punch him in the face and stomp on him when he was down to come back from 97 to 3. And he was talking so much shit. When Phil was down to like 4,000, he threw the towel. Time to wave the towel. It's over, Phil. You suck. He was just brutal to him. Uh, so God bless Phil. All right. Another episode's in the books. Thank you for listening. If you want to join my home game, mouthpoker at yahoo.com. 250 bucks you get for 200 deposit. A $100 rake-free tournament every Sunday at 7 p.m. Lots of fun. We Zoom. We have fun. Um, I love everybody in my home game. Thank you all. Um, shout out to everybody who plays every day. You know who you are. Uh, have a great weekend. Happy Easter. Peace. The Mouthpiece.